So there's no rule to any of this. We just make every... Yeah, exactly. It's a ha-cha-cha type of introduction. Hi, everybody. It's the pre-show. Welcome to the pre-show. You know what's up. You don't know what's up. Hi. Um, we have a special guest a here. Who? I was looking for a chair. You were looking for a chair? Yeah. You oh. said there's no rules. Oh, uh, extreme rules match. Uh, is that a wrestling? <laughs> I don't know wrestling. They love wrestling. I don't know wrestling. I love wrestling, too. Yeah! By yeah. art, it's this is now a Lucha Libre podcast. All right, and, and go. You got ten minutes. I was actually a backyard yeah. wrestler for three years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Is there footage of that I could pull up right now? Probably on if you have a VCR. Oh God! Damn. <laughs> like, I, I will wait. say on that note. Because you're from San Antonio, there is a wrestler that we know. His name is Stud Stash, okay. and he has a little wrestling thing that is in a backyard. But it's there. It's pretty good people. There, Come back honestly. out is what he's saying. Come yeah. back out and relive your oh, glory I'm gonna, days. I'm gonna have to share that story with my last match. Stud Stash, like if you pull up a picture of him on Instagram, I tell this. Um, he is one of the most intimidating people I ever met. He's legit a former gang member. Oh. And when I talked to him, he was like, "Well." I was beating up people, and they were sending me to prison, and then I found I can beat up people and uh, <laughs> get paid for it. What's his name? <laughs> Stud Stash. Stud Stash. That's an episode like of Dark Dash. Side of the Ring. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, followed by Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stud Stash underscore my, one. My last match, dude, was oh. with, with, the, with this chick. Yeah. And I ended up hurting my back is why I stopped, because uh, final match, we found an old white van, saw the top off. We were supposed to fall through it. Uh, and I mean, I don't know why I was having a last match with the chick, anyways. It's just weird. But uh, we were both retiring because we were like 21. So that's right. old. Right. Right. Yeah. For backyard, anyway. Dude, we found a 16 foot ladder. She, we were supposed to fall off. She accidentally elbows me in the face. Dude, I come right down. Chairs are standing up like this. Yeah. I land right on the chairs. Ooh. I like, I thought I was paralyzed. This girl went through the roof of the van. Cut up all of her arm. Oh, Jeez. like I, I think I hope she got tetanus shots. I don't remember. Tetanus. <laughs> Not even like a, lost blood or anything. I've been tetanus. I've been set on fire, landed on thumbtacks, all that stuff. I miss it. Jesus, man, yeah, dude, my whole body's messed up from that. Well, Stud Stash's gimmick is the back of a motorcycle. There's Stud Stash right oh, there. Oh. <laughs> I got tried, that's his backyard too. Oh no shit! Sure. I yeah. tried to find the the picture that you took of him where he's just carrying my, yeah, a bumper. Just, yeah, just go to a my bumper. End. Yeah, oh, okay, that's the bumper of a motorcycle. This is the bumper for that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mark. You change your name. All right, let's see. Let me see if I can find it because you don't post that often. Yeah, that's what I was do. gonna say, and it should be the front of it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there he is. <laughs> <laughs> this bumper is used. To beat the, the brothers, brothers. <laughs> Hey, Houston. What's the strongest picture you've ever seen? This guy holding a bumper. <laughs> With those stretch marks. What's the strongest photo? Yep, that's beef right there. I mean, he looks like a final fight. Like, yeah, like yeah. a <laughs> fighter, right? Like a bat, like just one of those generic baddies. Like, yeah. Especially with yeah. the mustache. Like, well, he should be a Street Fighter character. Oh, 100%. Should, yeah. I think we should is. make that game. Like his fatality would be with that. <laughs> <laughs> or it would be a brutality because he just busted out and like, bumper Selena, boom. <laughs> just bust your head off. Jesus. But here's the thing. The chat's going crazy. Joe, get better. Come through to still Austin with the Mexlins. We're, we'll start talking about making whiskey. Oh, uh, Emiliano, oh. Emiliano is a fan of our show. I've met him. I yes. like him. He loves you. you guys... shout, out, shout out to him because yeah. he he's like, you better shout me out. <laughs> 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 and uh, no, but actually, Christina is a big time fan as well. So here's the thing. Welcome, Joe. Well, thank you for having me. We'll introduce you again when the show really starts. Yeah. But 
Um, as a little introduction to the Mexcellence, not just us, we've been talking off air for like 30 minutes already. We actually were here on time. Everything was on time this time. Yeah. Because I don't want to be embarrassing myself in front of guests. <laughs> so that my house is as clean as it's ever been in the last four weeks. And it smells like Febreze in here. <laughs> it may or may not be because I Febreze the shit out of it. But I ran out of Febreze, so I filled it with water, shook it up, and now it's kind of like half Febreze, half water. But... I want to introduce you to the Mexcellent fans out there because oh, they're okay. very nice. They're on this little tablet right here. Hello, Mexcellent Everyone's fans. The Mexcellent, if you will. And for some reason, they decided to pop off with extra content for us today. Nice. Now, one of them, Christina Uchia, ex-Tina right there on top. What's up, everybody with the heart? Apparently, she did this in the dark of night with your advice. Yeah. She was uh, messaging me last night and just being like, I'm doing this thing, and I think that I want to know if Sam will like it. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be festive. And I was like, he, all right, already right off the bat. Festive. <laughs> if, if I get to be jolly, it's fucking great. I'm already into it. And so we have a Discord that we've opened up. Ask for the Discord link in the chat. Somebody share it with the chat because uh, it's too many things for me going on right now. We have a Discord? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have a Discord, the Excellent Discord. Be sure to follow all of our social medias to make sure you get that link, and I'll put it up there because I keep forgetting to. But we do have a Discord, and... This is the first fan art we've gotten in a long time. And I got to say, it's pretty great because, one, I look very slim and I, I just enjoy that. And, two, it is very festive. Now, it's a little bit early because it's not quite Halloween yet. I think she thought it was going to take longer, honestly. Well, she said it took her eight hours. So When you're motivated, you're motivated. I know what that's like. So, <laughs> But apparently she was very motivated to draw me Whoa. by a campfire and a Christmas tree. So. It looks like you're about to offer me a Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink Colt 45 next mm. to the fire. And I gave you bigger muscles. I'm Thank gonna, you. I'm going to need a copy of that one. I have <laughs> no actually, actually, every guest gets a signed photograph of this from me and everybody else for hey, some can reason. can you draw another one, please, of just the chest a little more open? Yeah, and yeah come on. <laughs> Come on, Christina. You asked about my chest here also, Marcos? You yeah. Up? Here. Oh, that's no, that's that's not the real I got confused. I was like, is that the real me? That is the real me. It looks just like me. No. His hair causes confusion. I got tons of chest hair, but it keeps trimmed with Manscaped. Ad coming later. But that was pretty phenomenal. But this other thing was, and I was explaining to you at the, at the pre-show of the pre-show, I sent out all the gifts for the ninth anniversary. Sorry, they were like two months late, but they're all sent. They all kind of got like expedited. Much like the anniversary. Much like the anniversary. <laughs> two months late. The prize is two months late. It's a recurring theme here. But I sent everything out. I had to go through UPS because the post office closed and I wanted those boxes out of my house. So I paid the extra money to get that all expedited to you this week. I think only one of them's coming like Tuesday. So if you don't get it by next Tuesday, let me know and I'll get it sent out. But Bat G is in the chat. Where'd he go? Bat G has been a longtime fan. Bat G played us at his wedding. He had what? nerves at his wedding and was like, ah, oh, man, I'm getting married. This is crazy. His friends go, <laughs> I know the remedy. They played our podcast over the loudspeaker in the church. And we curse a lot. And we say some heinous things. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, but Bat G is the person that said he had sex in the church. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Bat G also <laughs> had good sex. company. <laughs> I'm going to have to go home and pray after this. Oh, yeah. No. We try not to be too sacrilegious, but it happens too much, so we just kind of let it happen. So, like, I'm, like, the loosest Catholic of all time, and then these guys, I don't... Are you Catholic at all, JJ? Are you any religion? Technically. Tech, yeah. See, it's like technically, and then you don't really mm. practice anything. I, I will tell you already, the speed run is uh, 10 Hail Marys after today. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. 10 Hail Marys, you'll be fine. Maybe a couple, uh, maybe, I don't know the other prayers. I was going to make a joke. Don't Our even fathers. know the other prayers. <laughs> Our fathers. There we go. Glory B is just saying glory B for like 
three sentences. Well, it's fucking the Hail Mary is just my mother Mary of Mary Jesus no, and Mary that's Jesus. completely wrong. <laughs> well, point is I'm not a very good Catholic. Bloody Mary full of vodka, blessed are you amongst all cocktails. <laughs> I'm a half a Christian. I haven't got baptized yet, so I'm not full. Oh. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I didn't wait, get that. Wait, how do you, wait, that's like the first thing you do. Oh, like, no, wait, that's no, the no, first no. thing you do if you're Catholic. Oh. I prayed him into my heart, but I haven't got wet for him yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, his own sacrilegy. <laughs> What? Sacrilegy. <laughs> That's not better. <laughs> but anyway. We're trying to be worse. But, but go on. Go thank, on. <laughs> thankless. I am not thankless. I am full of grace. Also, Badgie's getting whiskey. So Badgie just won a bunch of prizes that time. Damn. But his wife goes, hey, I'm Badgie's wife. And I'm like, oh, I've heard so many good things about you. She goes, he got the shoe. And I'm like, yeah, he got the shoe. Oh, so, he's the guy that got the shoe. So he got the shoe. I gave away two pairs. Not two pairs. Two individual shoes to two different people who won the most uh, bestest It's like prizes. the Dragon Balls. They're out there. You got to collect them Bring all. them together. Yeah, yeah. Bring them together, I will give you, you like... summon him. Yeah. He just teleports into the shoes. Right. And so one's in somewhere it's in Texas. heavy breathing. <laughs> what the fuck? I was in the shower. <laughs> it's just him in that pose on the floor. <laughs> I just show up like this. Hey, guys. I found the shoe. You summoned me with the shoes? And the campfire comes from behind as well. It's really weird. The whole mood changes. No, so uh, one's in Texas. I think one of the other one's in California, maybe Florida. I have no idea. I sent it elsewhere. So if you want to unite the Dragon Balls, it's on you. But I actually got the video. I haven't watched it yet, though. So I'm going to get a full live reaction of a man opening up a box, a used Amazon box, as you can tell, with one of my shoes in it. I want to say it's my right one, but I'm not entirely sure. Might be my left. There's only two shoes. I'm either right, either way. Um, 50% shot. 50% shot. I don't think it's relevant. I also have a size 17, so you get to see how big my shoes are compared to normal humans. So let's take a look at this clip. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. Super Do a shoey. I love that. Do a shoey. That's a small box. <laughs> the scale. This is the greatest fucking day of my life. <laughs> Have better days. <laughs> or I'll just keep giving you my shoes and make His it even better. His wife recording this and is like, not... we got married last year. <laughs> <laughs> what are Doesn't... you, Dobby? A shoe. Dobby is I'm free. <laughs> Good Lord. Let's continue. Smell it. And it's signed by everybody. It is signed by everybody. I could not be happier right now. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love it. Oh my god! Are you gonna sniff it too, you weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't you say yes. Don't you even hint at saying I'm yes. I'm not gonna lie. His happiness does make this like a top six day for <laughs> It's me. pretty fucking great. Like, that shoe has just been laying there. I tore it up by accident. Like, I went to go get insoles, uh -huh. and they're like, you need to take out the sole. It was glued in. I ripped it out, ruined the shoe, put in the insoles, tore the outside of the other one. So those shoes were fucked up. Even the, the, the brand's making new Vans. I don't keep Vans that white. So they're very nice, good Vans. Poor but I got to shoot. This is all fucked up. You <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I'm not going to give him a good shoe. I would have. I won't. I might. He's going to be gone next week. Motherfucker. <laughs> don't you give away my good shoes. Actually, I'm going to get rid of my leather Clarks because they're all a little beaten up. So you might get a nice leather shoe. That that's. Let's finish this. We can't sign that. And don't record that, if, even if I did. <laughs> don't get don't. don't get standoffish with her. Love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is so much Praise. bigger than him, though. Praise <laughs> me. I'm gonna hang this up and vacuum seal it now. What? what? That's dope. <laughs> that's fucking. That's that's too much. I don't know how to do a celebrity like this.
I'm not a celebrity, but he also, I did see this photo though, did try it on. Yeah, it's not nice. small. Compared to a normal human foot, that's what I look like. Hey, yo. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. I had a lady buy two Chunkle Academy shirts. She signed them, she put them in frames. She has them on her wall. I'm like, what are you doing? That's pretty cool. Like, that's artwork, though. This is a shoe. <laughs> well, that's signed, admittedly. Fans are art. <laughs> For that size. I guess. Look I know we're not in the topic yet. I know. But that's one of the things that I, I kind of hate. Like, art should have a definition. And then, like, I don't like the James Franco's. Like, that Subway sandwich, that's art, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sandwich artist makes sandwich <laughs> art right there. Also, no, I'm a size, uh, I think those ones are 16s. I'm up to a 17 with some shoes. Like, my actual shoe size is 15 wide. So Wait, it's your weird. Foot just grows like an inch. Well, that, no, the problem was, oh. Oh, it's like uh, women's pants. They all have different definitions of what the, the actual size is in the fit. So, you like, probably my, have a wide foot as well. Yeah. Well, I have a wide yeah. foot, but if I wear a 15 Vans, impossible. If I, so I wear 16s, they're a little snug. 17s are too big. I have some other shoes that were 17s, basketball shoes that were fine. My pants are from the kids section, so. <laughs> I wish that I could wear. I have pants a Hawaiian shirt from the kids section, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's because Polynesian, Polynesian children are giant as well. It's a four X from the kids section, and I'm like, this fits perfectly. <laughs> People just freak out when they see a grown ass man like looking at kids' pants. And like, How can I get into these? And some ladies like, what the? Some fuck? of my favorite <laughs> pants in high school were from the boys' section, but they also like were too long. And a little too like loose. Yeah. So that always freaked me out. I was like, somewhere out there, there's a child. Dude, for there's a long a time, I could, because I was so <laughs> short, my mom bought me girl jeans and I would wear girl jeans to school. I didn't even <laughs> fucking know that I was wearing girl jeans at school until my teacher pointed it out because of the way the, the pockets. pockets, the pockets. The pockets. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I'm not wearing girl jeans. She's like, look at my pockets. My, and then she stood me in front of a mirror. She's like, look at your pockets. My emo friends would wear girl pants. And then like at one point, like we, was we were paintballing. The what? As I was emo before it was emo. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was just um, poor. Right. <laughs> right. At, at what point we played paintball and I just didn't have pants and we were going to Little Caesars. So he was like, put these on. And I was like, the, my wallet doesn't fit and he's like yeah they're girl pants i'm like <laughs> this is unfair the injustice of it all they don't fit and then he went to ross about a clutch for some reason just to hold all his stuff it was it was a weird we turn of events yet didn't have a ross yet nope. eagle pass no nope. land of luxury they we were rossless once that that seems impossible to be a rossless city that's not like a city that people just pass through immediately because it's not even passing through. Dude, you know how important J.C. Penney was to our economy. Oh, but you had a J.C. Penney? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we still have a J.C. Penney. <laughs> I thought all of them were shut down. The one in Eagle Pass. <laughs> oh, I want to go back to the clue that holds us together. <laughs> Dude, it is because people from Mexico cross over and buy shit at J.C. Penney. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I gotta go get the smell. I gotta go get the bottle of uh, the smells from J.C. Penney. Do you remember that? Down, yeah, I remember going down to the border and I went to Walmart. I learned so many things but the Walmart by the border. There was a fucking train inside yeah. the Walmart. What? And, I heard, and then I found out there's this guy with the, like a cone yeah. with a light. And my friend's like, oh, that's a dale, dale. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, dale, dale. Like, like asking you to back out and you have to like tip him. Yeah. And then I went to a Taco Palenque there for the first time too. <laughs> my fucking hand shadowed through the tortilla and like I had a kid ask if he could stay in the car. I was like, what the what? He's I, like, I watch your car and all that stuff. My friend's like, just give him two bucks. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so what is these transactions like going on? Man How am I going to buy my bottle of water in America? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like with just this little bit of a conversation, we should just go down to Eagle Pass again to hijinks, all four of us. Let's all five of us, you're invited too. <laughs> He's white, so we'll get out of trouble. Right, exactly. We don't need... Um, 25% 
25% magic. You might as well not count it at that point. What the it's, fuck? The one drop rule isn't in effect anymore? This is his left cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's hidden behind clothes. If it was like his nose or his hair or something, like, oh, yeah, I can see it. Nope, it's his left cheek. But like Dave Chappelle when they get, the guy gets, spread your cheeks. Lift your sack. <laughs> spread your cheek, lift your sack. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Chappelle. <laughs> Mr. Chappelle, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> your dad's the most Mexican guy you'll ever see, but he's only half? No, he's full Mexican. My mom's white. Wait, so how do you get the quarter? I don't know. You're half Mexican. He's then. bad at math. Yeah. Okay, okay. You're just bad at math then. No, I'm just going by what 23 and me said. Oh, 23 uh, and me. Oh, don't do that no you more. You got the Hill Country Fair DNA test. Right. <laughs> For some reason. For me, it was free. Of course, because you're white. You got it. All right. Yeah. You get free DNA test when you're white. Whatever. Somehow his taint is the only thing that is Mexican. It's all concentrated in one. It's all concentrated. Just the darkness of the taint just makes them. Just... I feel like if it's in your taint, that'll help with dancing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's like, that's how you become the best dancer. That might be the really best place dancer, to get it. Really. Just have right. a that or the really arms, bad so you... bladder. Because <laughs> right. you imagine if, it, if it's in the taint and it kind of goes up when you get a little excited, you're like, ooh. This, this, this is why you don't play at church, guys. Right. I sit and the stent that's in me is like, <laughs> oh, that's right. You, mm. you got things going on. Yeah. Me- medical emergencies that we can address in the pre-show. Like, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You, all, all I knew from that was the live that you posted and you're like, I drank 35 energy drinks and I probably shouldn't have done that. Now I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was drinking like Red Bull like twice a day. And my wife's like, you shouldn't be drinking those. I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> what do you know? What do you know? Women. Women, right? Uh, and then, sure enough, <laughs> go to the doctor. I, was, I thought I was like giving birth or something, and yeah, you have kidney stones. What have you been drinking the oh, last yeah. couple of months? <laughs> oh yeah, and those will like, happen. Those, yeah. Yeah, those are bad nipples. too. Yeah, yeah, they hurt like shit. Yeah. You've had one? No, I've never. Had I'm one. scared. <laughs> well, how the fuck would you know? Right. Huh? Oh, because one of my friends in <laughs> high school had one. <laughs> yeah. How would you? Know? It sounded like he was giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Mike, I had a seven millimeter kidney stone launched sideways in my urinal tract. Ooh. And the lady goes, that pain you're feeling is the closest you're going to get to know what a woman is feels during birth. So I was like, I don't even want to know. <laughs> right. so, I've seen babies come out of my wife. So imagine that spreading open with the size of my kids' heads. Yeah. I can't right. even take this little ass stone in Pebble. me. Like, yeah. right. To be fair, it's a smaller canal. It, it might be like <laughs> 25% of the way. It's not designed to stretch. Yeah. Thanks for the excuse. Don't worry. No, don't worry. I've had a similar thing happen with a fisheye lens camera to check on my bladders and whatnot to make yeah. sure it was okay. Ah. Not a fun time. Not a fun time. It was a P. Diddy video inside, and he's like, look at the screen. I go, no, I'm not looking at the screen, because I felt the most overwhelming. It wasn't even pain. It was just uncomfortable. Yeah. It was the most overwhelming, uncomfortable I've ever felt in my life, That's and yes, I, I am. Right I feel like I have like a silly straw in me or something. Right. Like, I'm just laying down, and I'm just like, Ugh. Right. Oh, and I had the bag and everything, man, so I was oh, like, really? I had to, yeah, so I... Long, I, I don't know I if I mentioned bag. this. I might have did a long time ago, but yeah, I had some uh, junk issues that were not really junk issues, and they were not really anything else. But the idea was, they're like, we got to check everything, and we got to try everything. I feel like so, all this turned into like middle, like forty year old. Oh, talk. oh yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Let me show you a photo of my bl- uh, my fucking gallbladder real quick. Exactly. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm Mexican. I don't see the doctor. What are you talking <laughs> right. about? Right. <laughs> <I'm playing>. <laughs> <laughs> he has full VA coverage. He's like, ow, never mind. Yeah, when I went to the dentist here, I was like freaked out because. They they called me back. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 you guys took care of the tooth. Yeah, but now we have to do the yearly checkup. The fuck? <laughs> you stick your finger in my butthole once. <laughs> have you have you been doing that? No, at, not yet. at your prime age, I had to do it for that situation. It's not a fun time either. 
Super not a fun time, but I'm ready for it now. And and it's gonna happen to you, and it's gonna happen to you. It's gonna happen. I to can't you imagine if people no, going up there. I could. You, you ever <laughs> you ever get you ever get them like little pelotas, the little like little pellet shits. Yes, one of those? like dingy rabbit like, shits. Yeah, and then oh, it's okay. just like lot. You just like you feel like you're gonna fucking die, and then you turn around in the toilet, and it's like it's just this little fucking milk right. Bread. I'm like I if I couldn't take that shit, I can't imagine getting a finger up my ass. Like I just I couldn't look like look. First of all, you have to believe in yourself. <laughs> Secondly, no, it was and breathe. literally sprung on me. No, I tell this story. I've told this story many times already on the show. But I'm pretty sure Lube is involved. Yeah, Lube. No, no. The whole thing about like standups doing that joke or whatever. Anything you've heard about it is absolutely true. Because they were like, okay, we're gonna do a scan for you, your your kidney, your liver, um, your bladder, all that stuff. Uh, we're what did do... I come back to? Oh, because <laughs> they've heard the story. You've watched enough. And uh, and we're also gonna do a um, prostate exam today. And we're gonna today. Yeah, we're gonna do it today. Okay. Take me out to dinner first, Doc. Like, no, no. I it's... think my biggest fear is like, what if he does it and I like bust or something? Well, no, so no. So, so that's the thing, right? A lot of guys are afraid because that's an erogenous zone, right? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, that's you know that's where some gay men get their pleasure, and other people are bisexual, or whatever. If you like it in the butt, that's so some people get that from. Oh, you never, never use your own finger? No, 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 no. serenity. No, actually, I'm... that's not much different than <laughs> the furthest my finger's gone up my ass is to dig out some dry shit that didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, with a it's wet one. The crusties, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ever get that pasty one that just that doesn't oh, all come oh, out? No. Oh yeah, you wipe and you wipe. You gotta get in there. Just still, still brown. Still brown. I still remember like that awkward story we had where we were talking about different poops in high school, and somebody was like, "Do you ever get a cliffhanger and you gotta shake it out?" And I'm like, "Shake it out." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta That's why it's a really good dance. <laughs> gotta, gotta let out the Latin in your taint. It's just mm, okay, come on, Latin in my taint. There we go. No, so the guy's like, "We're gonna do it right now." And so yeah, he goes, "Okay, bend at your hip." I go, "Okay," and then I hear the lube from the big old yeah. bottle. It's like industrial. It's like. Jeez. But then before that, you hear the, and then he's like, "All right," and he just breathe. I go, "Huh," uh, and I didn't scream. Okay, you know, somebody would overreact, and I'm very proud that I did not scream out loud. However, just breathe and think of the. He's like, I didn't scream. I moan. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't moan either. <laughs> I did sound like a spooky oh, ghost, though. Can you see? <laughs> no, no, because I went, ooh, and I could hear the girls outside laughing. And I was like, damn it, no. It's only slightly embarrassing, but I was like, oh, ooh. and he goes, he goes, you're fine. <laughs> Man, it was, and the thing was, the thing that was wrong with me, nothing to do with that, any of that. He was absolutely fine. I was like, God damn it. I'm glad you shared this story because now, now that if the doctor ever tells me he's going to do it, I'm, in, I'm just going to wait so I can just be like, Daddy. <laughs> just I mean, you could get out with a pretty hilarious story. That's pretty funny sounding like a ghost, especially around mm. these Halloween. Yes, we are so dramatic, Christina. We're not used. To, I'm not used to that. It was. We're not used to things going in, right? <laughs> I, and I had, and, 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 and that, I've had things now, it, it, so many times, and I don't like it. It's now you can't tell me, oh, you, know, you got to try it, you know, you got to try it. Like, no, Charity is literally asking us to do butt masturbation. I'm like, wait, well, please practice good hygiene, duh. It's masturbation. You got to explore your whole body, nips, oh, no, I've cheeks, etc. I don't think I could reach that far in my ass to like. <laughs> Like, I, take short. like <laughs> I don't think I it gets can. a little more PG. Don't worry, folks. But uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But the idea is like, no, that's too much effort. It's too much effort on my beh- yeah, behalf. We're here to talk about art later, right? <laughs> the, the art, art of, of using your pinky. Your <laughs> <laughs> that one girl that I met on Sixth Street. She was an artist with this pinky. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You have her number? 
<laughs> Sir, you were married. <laughs> He's like, not very well. Not but, very well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I, we got to stop this. This is madness. And we got to get to the topic. Let's get to the topic, as a matter of fact. So, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back in just a second. Nice Elijah name drop. What do you say? Get to, to the, the topic. topic. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Elijah. Friend of the show. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. Did you know that JJ just brought me water? But that's not the ad. The ad is, did you know that 5 million people trust their balls with Manscaped? Now, we just talked about some salacious things right there, you know. But the thing is that when you're taking care of your junk... When you're taking care of your body, when you're taking care of your face, there's only one person and one place you can go to. And that person slash people are the fine folks at Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one in men's grooming. And if you're not a man, it doesn't matter. You can use Manscaped for your genitalias, for your pubic area, for your body if you got the hair. There's all sorts of options for people to take care of their body, smell good, feel good, and look good. And more importantly, try some of the new items like the Handyman Compact Face Shaver. Do you need to touch up away from home? Your chiseled jawline won't lose its luster thanks to your dual-action foil shaver, the Handyman. Its compact design means you can toss it in your bag for easy grooming on the go. We actually request... Oh, that's Marcos. We actually requested... A free sample of those. And so I think Manscaped is going to send us those because they go, you know what? You need to try the best of the best compact face shavers on the market. It's waterproof, magnetic blade cover, USB-C cable, your cell phone, the iPhone, USB-C cable. Manscaped was already on USB-C. So you got a 60-minute runtime, five-minute quick charge option, low battery indicator, all that in a tiny package if you want to get yourself nice and clean on the go. You can do that. And get 20% off and free shipping using coupon code MEX20. That's MEX20 for 20% off and free shipping off everything at manscaped.com. And did you know that that coupon is good through the holidays? That's right. Manscaped decided to sign on once again with the Mexicans. Or rather, we signed on in partnership with them. And they are going to take care of us yet again. And I actually just got some news today for some very exciting stuff coming soon. Some upgrades, if you will. So... Be sure to go to manscaped.com and upgrade your current manscaping situation with Manscaped using coupon code MEX20 for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls, your face, and I will thank you. But seriously, though, get the handyman. Can't wait to get mine so I can be silky smooth. Yeah, that's just me just petting my face. That's okay. You don't need to see that, audio listeners, but video listeners got to. And how lucky are they? Manscaped.com. MEX20. Bye. You know what? You're right, Marcos. You don't know really when to come into the thing. Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to Maso Menos Mexicanos. It's been a while since I've been at the helm. I didn't know when to jump in. The music is just so lovely and wonderful. Hi, everybody. I'm Sammy Gonzalez, a.k.a. The Mexcellence. Welcome to the show. It's been a while. Welcome. You want to wait for that waterfall moment, and it doesn't come to like 40 seconds in. It like, really doesn't. Right, yeah, because you're supposed to go, doom. It's supposed to be when you use that little first that doom. famous Latin stem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just lasts. It just lasts forever and ever. Don't listen to our pre-show if you don't want to understand that. Joining me on this side, though, it's pretty awesome. Oh. I'm JJ. It's JJ, everybody. And joining me on the other side, as actually, no, not as always. I'm usually on the other side for this show, but 
We're trying things different. I had an idea for a show. But, but join me on the other side. Hey, my name's Marco. What's up? Hey, it's Marco. And there's some other guy here. It's not really that important, but uh, he's here. Okay. He's literally more important than all of us, probably. <laughs> From a number standpoint, in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of the Lord, also probably in the eyes of the Lord also. Joining us today! Jesus loves all his children, but he probably has Just his favorites. <laughs> exactly. But joining us today, the acclaimed, the wonderful, the former backyard wrestler, yeah, uh, I, that's that's oh, that's your, my cue. That's your cue oh, now, um, uh, Joe, Chonkla Academy. I and don't have a <laughs> bow, 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 as I should. It's this thing right here. There you go, light light pattern, uh, light smattering of applause. Joe Coronado from the Chonkla Academy. Thank you. Are you like the dean or the principal? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm the, I'm the headmaster. Uh, mm, that's what some ladies told me. <laughs> hey Don't worry. We're not as hack. Anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you for Coming having me. Coming all the way from San Antonio, Texas. Hey, I, I, had to, I had to be here, man. I just had to. You so. had to be here because Marcus ba badgered you for about 30 hours. Like, hey, no, come I, on I, the show. I was actually... Um, I'll just get right into my fucking intro at this point. Uh, <laughs> We've been yammering. No, um... I met you because you were like, hey, uh, um, I'm looking for vendors for one of my festivals kind of thing. And I was like, "I." so I always do things where I, I shoot shots. They don't always hit. Then when they do hit, I actually have to ask him for permission. I'm like, all right, hey, man, we're going to go sell T-shirts at uh, Petite. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually took it further. You were like, hey, bro, I actually love your shit. And then I was like, well, I actually love the way that you do go about stuff because you, you have a really good TikTok. Thank your you. stuff is really entertaining. But on top of that, uh, I'm a punk. Uh, that is where I stand through and through. And there's a DIY this in punk where it's just kind of like, fuck it. We're going to find a way to do it. Right. And... All your festivals are that. Yeah. And, I mean, this is the, just a highlight. Like, I'm amazed by how much you... El Kukui Fest this weekend, the Rock Fest next year. Like, I'm amazed that you make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a little hard sometimes. People make it seem like I just, you know, go out there, say I'm going to do something, and then, poof, it's there. <laughs> right. But I guess, I mean, I'm just probably... I don't... I'm not lazy. <laughs> at least try not to be. At least try not to be. It's yeah, I try not to be do. lazy. No, I just... I mean, I get I get out there and I go ask for it, you know? I'll tell people, give me your fucking money, man. I want to throw this <laughs> give festival. Give me fucking money. Give it to me. Money. Give it to me. Yeah, but Like no. that? I would give you my... I'd give you all my money if you said like that. Get my boys over here. You want... <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, no, it's... Um, well, first of all, thanks for like recognizing mm -hmm. that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I just uh, I go out there and I, I try to do as much for my community as possible and see mm -hmm. how it's going to benefit them in the long run. And if they decide they want to be a part of it, then you know we make it happen. So that's it's that simple, right? And but and, I mean, just throwing your hat out there—that's something that not a lot of people can do. And that's I just want to recognize that. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Luke from Jefferson's Bodega. If you're in San Antonio, go to that place. It's amazing. Awesome. Uh, he's My telling me the same thing. There, yeah. yeah, Jefferson's Bodega is, is an amazing place. We actually throw shows there uh, called Demo Room at the Bodega. So oh, that's awesome. We go find like bands uh, that don't have a voice out there. They do shows or whatever. 
kind of throw him in a weird position to play inside of a bodega and you know have people come and check him out. Wait, so. this Jefferson bodega? Yes, that Jefferson's bodega there you, right there. There you go. Oh, it's got like lots the, of treats. the punk playing at a uh, fucking Denny's kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> this is their Denny's, man. <laughs> this is their Denny's. And do you want some vampire Haribos as well? <laughs> that sounds like a fun time. A punk rock show and some Haribos. There you go. Yeah. Well, well I always I was saying that note. What we're trying to do, we're just a step back because this is probably our first big, big year kind of thing, honestly, yeah. is we want to give a voice and we want to be a, a rising tide rises all boats kind of thing. We want, just as you are going to say in other stuff in pre-show, that it's just, there needs to be more Mexican-American content out there at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Music, art, podcast, whatever it may be, we're here to shine a spotlight on it. And you've been doing that in your own way, like Jefferson's Bodega. Yeah, no, and that's really exciting. I, I know when you reached out to me and you told me what you guys were trying to do, I I get I get asked to do a lot of podcasts yeah. and it's always like hey we just want to ask you questions about how you got started and stuff I'm like uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like I've said my story so many times let's let's change it up but when you tell me what you guys are doing I mean I drove down here <laughs> I, I just had to right and and we're very happy to have you here if you want to look at the TikTok Chocolate Academy four hundred sixty nine thousand followers strong God damn yeah eighteen point two million likes and if you want to get a little taste of the content I already showed you the clip I was going to use yeah, yes everybody does use it but it's a very good clip and it gives you a good little insight into the type of humor that you do because you do sketches amongst other uh, sketches as well as uh, music production and shows and things of that yeah. sort so you're you're all over the place with your skill set and it's all very high quality. Now, today that my grandfather's nickname for me was an insult. Look, 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 say they think you... I just found out... <laughs> Sorry, I had to screen record this because there's no saving allowed on your profile for some reason. So... For me was an insult. Growing up, he always used to call me his little Bob Bear. And I used to walk around proudly. I'm a little Bob Bear. And I never understood why people laughed at me about it. And with Bob being a shorter name for Roberto, I took it as being his favorite. To my surprise, I found out that the word bear translated in Spanish was oso. So I wasn't his little Bob Bear. I was his little baboso. I to you up with. <laughs> and I saw that. I was like looking through all your photos. I go, that's... That consolidates a lot of the humor and the style that yeah. goes into your productions, and so and, I've, and you're doing full on skits with your children. Yeah. You're doing also you're throwing yourself all over the place. You're throwing them all over the place. Hell yeah! I mean that background in backyard wrestling. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> he's really committed to the bit here. Yeah, no, I do. You, you, you like. I'm so committed to my page in terms of it. Ninety-eight percent of it is is sketches. Right. Like it's just performative comedy. People legitimately think that a lot of the things that are happening are real. Other than, <laughs> yeah, they think I'll, I'll do some kind of situation or whatever. Except for if, like I'm in the hospital or whatever. You know, people know what I'm being serious. But right. people think that it's legit. And the fact that like what boggles my mind about the whole thing is like there's camera cuts. So right, yeah. I have to like pause and like do all this stuff. We live like, in an era where people thought yesterday the government was going to turn us into zombies. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. My so kid was I don't find about it surprising <laughs> that people are like. I know. My kids, <laughs> the alarm went off yesterday. My kids were like, "The government." I was like, "They do this every two years." What are we right. About? We've done this before. <laughs> Jeez. No, but you yeah, have to no. put your phone in foil. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, uh, you know, I know that I'm doing a good job if I have made somebody legitimately believe that me and my daughter are having 
a particular conversation or something's happening. It's just like, oh, good. I'm good at this. So right. I continue to do it. So. Right. And I don't have a built-in family to do these things with. I have these guys and I, I can't We're lazy. They're not, <laughs> not only lazy, but I can't write. So it's kind of like, all right. I don't write anything. Everything you see is improv. It's right off the, the top of my head. I cannot write. I, I if I had a script, I would my content would be very different. Right. So I always tell people when you when you're making content, don't go in into thinking to have a plan. Just mm. go and be new and just come up with whatever. When you do this podcast, right? You guys just. It's off the top of y'all's head for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you got to do when you make content. It's gotten us in trouble. It's gotten us very, yeah. And that's the best content to make. And we're like, the fuck? Yeah, Yeah. Ben Shapiro was like, these guys are very funny. And I'm like, fuck! (laughs) God damn it! So not the signal we were trying to send out, bro. Right. Were you on Ben Shapiro? (laughs) So Ben Shapiro reacted to one of our viral videos. So like you said, it's one of our biggest years yet. Can we say something controversial? I want him to. Absolutely. I'm about to say, so you didn't want to talk about politics. So Ben Shapiro, what do you think? No, I'm kidding. Piece of shit. That's what I think. But the idea idea was we, we had one video go viral. We had a couple over a million, but this one went as big as we've ever had with 7 million. I'm going to go find this video. Ben, oh, <laughs> it's on top of our fucking page. Yeah, um, We pinned it. Yeah, we pinned it. We pinned oh, the okay. one with ben. ben Shapiro has made me laugh once in his entire life, and it was actually recently over the Lauren Boebert thing, uh, fondling someone during Beetlejuice. <laughs> and he's just mad about it because he's a pr- fucking prude, and he was just like, this is not the right way to handle a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> not at Beetlejuice. Not in fucking class. Lay Miz, maybe, but not fucking Beetlejuice, all right? God, show some goddamn decorum, all right, when you're giving a handy in the middle of a crowded theater with children present. No, but like, no, so we had the one video and a bunch of people reacted to it. Everybody really enjoyed it. The premise was um, how. Ginger characters in comics and movies and stuff were being replaced with black folk, and how that was. I remember that. Okay, yes, yeah. <laughs> and so like uh, another like uh, was it Flash Gets? they uh, they do cartoons. Mm-hmm. They made a video about it like a week later. So yeah. like people saw it, but then he reacted to it, took our name off of it. That son of a bitch, and it was like, ah, oh, it's very funny. Yeah, it's very good. He wasn't even reacting very well. He fucking sucked at it. The point is. Well, he's like half robot. Like, he is yeah. like half robot. To be fair, but the idea is. We make art and people take it and they do what they will with it. Yeah. You And you promote art. You have your uh, concerts that you run or your shows that you run, big festivals. Yeah. We have uh, this <laughs> and we're working on doing more things, actually. Um, I'm not going to announce it just yet, but I'm announcing somewhere at a at a convention. So oh. I'm emceeing something. So that's going to be real fun. A little uh, local thing here, but I'm excited to do that hey, and get more stuff. Good. Man. I mean, I got asked to do it and I was like, Even wow, better. you came to me. That's pretty exciting. So, Even and I was better. just a participant of this one convention a couple years ago. Yeah. And so I was like, now I'm back on stage talking about welcome. It's going to be a fun time. So hey, I'll announce right here and now. Uh, I'm going to go to his podcast once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we doing the, are we still pitching in the, in the early? Cause we'll I think get I'm going to have to move to Austin. <laughs> I mean, the tacos are worse, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you've never had my wife's cooking. So. <laughs> and now I'm not even will. living not in even, San Antonio will save you. I'm not, e- I'm not even going to invite myself. I thought that was a bit, man. You're going to hit behind the bit. You made that joke about your wife on your on your network a bunch of times, and I'm like, clearly he's joking, and now you're saying it in real. It's, Remember, it's real. this is real life here too. <laughs> Everything we said in the pre-show, absolutely real. I have Just more so you know. seasonings than I can't even say. <laughs> <laughs> for your own sake, you should probably stop. That's what I'm saying. For, for the time being. But the idea is we're making art. Everything mm-hmm. is art. Art is all around us. 
what? I still hate that idea. I'm gonna be honest. I, know, I understand I know, I know. some of the things. None, none of the things that you listed in pre-show, I will not say does not qualify as art. But right. there's just like, like I said, there's such a generic like this is art, that's art, this is art, and I'm like. No, it's not. You just right. car- you just carved into cheese right now. That's not. Art. <laughs> well, that's but a- he did it with a piece of string. <laughs> right. It was it was intentionally done. No, actually, that was the thing. So this whole episode was inspired by the hat I'm wearing, the Cheech. Have you heard of the Cheech? Yes, I've heard of the Cheech. I've been Mexican to the Cheech. American. Mexican American. <laughs> exactly. The Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture in Riverside. Oh. So I went to this place in Riverside a couple of weeks ago, bought the hat, and saw a bunch of the art, and I was blown away. It's uh, Cheech Marin's private gallery of Chicano art that he's collected over the years. And so he had it all on display in the two-story building, and it was quite wonderful. I was just watching a lot of these things. Like I saw this picture and I go, everybody has a Thea that looks yeah. like that somehow from the 90s and somebody mooning in the background. This piece was really cool. A lot of creepy things. Uh, this one was like, it was part of the, um, kind of like the LGBTQ section of it as well. It was like, this was made of like wax that was scented with Oh perfume. really? I thought those were like real boots. Right. No. So this piece oh, was, uh, it was cowboy boots. That were supposed to be like the. Dude, I, I, I'm dumber. I was like, I know Andre the Giant's boots are in a museum somewhere. I these guess. are not. <laughs> he is not a Chicano or anything of the sort. Good night, but, Tina. Good night, Tina. Thank you oh, for the art. Thank you for the art, Tina. It's nice to see it. Thank you for that. But no, like this piece was wax that was scented with perfume and filled with barbed wire. As so, it was supposed to be like the most machismo thing ever, but yeah. with that kind of undertone of a femininity, of a gentleness, uh, softness of Did you the smell wax. All these things you could, yeah, it, was, it actually smelled like of like perfume essentially. But yeah, like so, the, it had like a little piece of everything for everybody. I like this piece a lot. Let me get a little closer on that. And so I was looking at all this Chicano art, and actually, my favorite thing about it was yes, the art. But it was mostly the people who were walking around enjoying the art. It was a lot of old Chicanos, like cholo ass dudes, like but like gray hairs in their beard yeah. and stuff like that, and with their fucking old school hainas that are now you know not yeah. not wearing the traditional stuff, but still you can tell eyebrows. back in the day, right, <laughs> that they were down ass fools. And so I'm looking at that and I'm like, wow, I have not been in a space college or anywhere where I've seen this type of not only representation on the walls, but in the gallery itself. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is really inspiring stuff. And so I came back to Texas like, okay, well, what inspires me? And I know, and I had a big list of things that inspired me. And so I put this in the chamber and Marcos, uh, I pitched it to him and I was like, bro, let me host this one because I have a lot of inspirations because the excellence is visual, it's audio, it's a bunch of different things. And a lot of people don't understand how much I'm inspired by the things around me and how much I take from little things from the animation in the beginning that we showed on the on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Fucking like Walt Disney, like fucking Steamboat Willie ass fucking animation. Like I, know, that's, I loved it. I love the That's intro. a direct thing. Like I have like uh Chile G, the little character we have, the 3D model, is I go, yeah, Super Mario, give him a Super Mario body is what I told the 3D artist that made that. Because Super Mario, that animation style, that kind of yeah. chubbiness, that tr- that kind of American chibi almost, yeah, that I like. And so I was like, well, let me challenge everybody to kind of pick the chicano latino latinx what i don't know i'm gonna ask you actually since we're on the topic what do you identify as brown uh <laughs> that, no, but that works that works for me 
Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, uh, I've never been one to like give myself any kind of title. I mean, I just see myself as, as a human being who is lucky enough to be a part of whatever culture I'm, I'm a part of, right? Right. You know, originally we're from, I'm from Spain. Uh, you know, my grandfather's from Madrid and, you know, I don't identify, you know, uh, probably wholeheartedly with the Mexican community, but my grandmother was Mexican. <laughs> right. So I get a lot of, I have a lot of the Mexican undertone. You're I, from San Antonio, for Christ's yeah, sakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it, but I don't know my Spanish heritage, so I'm going to, you know, I can't go back and be like, you right. know. It's like, but, I have the uh, suit of armor. No. I know, <laughs> people tell me like, oh, you love Mexican culture. I know San Antonio culture. Right. Because it's very, very different. You know, there, there's, growing up, you're talking about like how you have a lot of inspirations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really look up to any celebrities and stuff. A lot of my inspiration were, you know, that lady from next door who right. was always ching on the way. You're like, don't be running around and don't be doing this. And, <laughs> right, right, know, right. A lot of a lot of it. I was very inspired by my family, especially my grandmother, because my grandmother was one who like had a lot of stories to share. Right. So I learned everything from her. So my comedy, everything that I do, the the way I see the world, uh, you know, it's because of her. Mm-hmm. And plus I'm a huge, you know, I love Disney as well. So yeah. the storytelling from Walt Disney is what inspires me. I know he's not Mexican or, or Latino, but I took that and everything my grandmother showed me. And that's kind of where, you know, I get my inspiration from. It's just right. the world itself. Right. You know, because that's where the real art's at. You go into the courts where I grew up and man, you'll see some things there that's just like, I never even noticed that. Right. You know, it's 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 really inspiring. Well, let's actually start there because I can meet you there with the Disney thing because he didn't make my list, mm-hmm. but a lot of <coughs> punchy didn't. A lot of the he didn't the make your Mexican American art list. He didn't make my Mexican American art list. That was God me who he punished. Okay, me. For, for picking Walt Disney, the anti Semite. No, yeah. wait, we we're, we're keeping political ideologies out of some of the people on this list. Uh, I have a couple awful people. Huh. Yeah. No, I'm not going to make that joke. It's too dark. It's too dark. <laughs> too, early, too early, too dark. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, Marcos. But like, yeah, like Walt Disney, you said you worked at Disneyland, love Disney. Mm-hmm. You Disney are with World me Surf, on that. Disney World. with Disneyland. Disneyland's better. Let's just say that. Have you been? No. I'll but take I you. It's trash. I'll take you. <laughs> no, it's smaller, but it's the, the more fun per density, I guess you can call it. It's mm-hmm. concentrated. It's concentrated. I don't like concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> Were you like fresh squeeze? What is this orange uh, Florida thing again? Well, I was poor, so I couldn't even afford concentrate, so I wouldn't even know what that means. Okay. <laughs> How about, did you have the frozen ones that you had to dilute? Okay. I, I, see, I had a lot We had Tampico and pretended. Couldn't even afford Donald Duck orange no. juice going back to that. Going back, no, but like Walt yeah. Disney... Uh, imagery wise, like those, I like the rubber hose animation that 1920s Betty Boop. My grandma had yeah. a lot of Betty Boop uh, merchandise, like in the little glass curio that she had. Yeah, and then like uh, Felix the Cat, those types of ones. Yeah. Right, I, I draw a lot of inspiration from that visually, cartoon wise. I'm not a cartoonist. A lot of my picks this time around are in kind of the visual realm mm-hmm. because of this and all, all the footage that we do and this stuff. But um, since you had mentioned that you're just kind of going off the cuff here, Marcos, I'm gonna pass it to you. What's one of your like inspiration? One of your first art inspirations that you want to bring up? So um, I'm not a big art person. At the end of the day, it just because be- art is nowhere. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just that I, I feel like people are too free with the definition of what art is mm-hmm. for the most part. Like they'll be like, "Oh, this sculpture that I made out of trash cans is art," or something like that, and it goes into like. I'm not, I'm just not qualified at the end of the day. I'm not an art history major. I've dated a art history major and she'd be like, no, that's not art. And I'm like, (laughs) who might argue with you? You spent four years studying this shit. I see. My thing is I could argue that anything is art. This space Marine (laughs) (laughs) that I put together and painted. Right. But, um, 
So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna talk about dumb stuff. I know at some point we're gonna talk about music, but the only art that I'm gonna speak of, because uh, I do think that things need to happen at the right time. Mm-hmm. There's always a matter of like, oh, wow, this sound was very. It, it's the the Back to the Future effect. Like when you play a, something at the wrong time, it's right. like, well, no, we weren't ready for that. Like, yeah. that, but your kids but, are gonna <laughs> right. exactly. Um, so this story actually came from in the last two weeks that Johnny. It was it actually came from Johnny Neal. Okay, Johnny Neal, uh, army vet, friend of ours, giant man. He used to live in Corpus Christi, and mm-hmm. he told me this story about a guy named Judge Garza from. And he was like, I hate the amount of Mexican youth that are going out committing crimes. So I'm going to make a comic book that shows them that crime is wrong and they need a Mexican-American hero to look up to. Mm. And it was called uh, Relampago. There you go, right there. Dang, you got the Mexican and American flags right there. I've never seen this. I'd never seen it either. And then when he told me the stories, I was like, because it was was in the 70s. I was like, this is just too ahead of its time at this point. And he's like, I have all the comics. I want to bring them to you. Wait, next Johnny week. has the comics? Yeah. Oh, hell like, yeah. Yeah, he was from Corpus. And he, he told me, it was a very funny story. He's like, I want to create this hero that Mexican-Americans can look up to. But he was like, as a judge, because this guy was a judge, if you talk Spanish in my court, you, you get an extra day's kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's Doesn't a duality of men kind right. of thing. This was right here. This issue right here, number two, is June 1977. America's first Mexican-American superhero against crime either we march together as brothers or fall alone as strangers it's really good that's actually really good yeah (laughs) that's actually not a bad catchphrase i kind of want to make a custom figure of him now with my (laughs) action figures i got i mean it it really sucks that it was he was so far ahead of his time because i can't think i mean we scratch our heads whenever we do a lot of these topics and it's just like all right the first mexican-american thing that we can think of is like spy kids like at this point Hey, we have from our friends, Avina Comics, some Chicano, Hispanic-inspired comic books. So if you want to get some modern-day ones, quick plug for Avina Comics. They sent us some free comics, and they're all Chicano-based. So pretty cool. But not as old as... 1977. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, and he published. Judge Garza bu- published that himself. Like he did not have a deal or money or anything. He just put his own shit up for That's that. Already hard to do. Oh, so yeah, it was a zine. Yeah, he made a goddamn zine. That's <laughs> fucking, and the art is really good, actually. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, one thing if it just like kind of sucked. It's another thing to actually be pretty damn cool. It's like right up there with any Marvel cover comic, man. At like, the time, anyway. Yeah, yeah 1977. And then, like, when Johnny told me about it, I'm like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever heard of, and I'd not heard about it beforehand. some proof of it, but, like, not a whole lot, right? No. Yeah, you can can find the cover of the second one. Where's the, maybe the first one was the one I showed, but, like. I think the one that he showed, because he showed me three online, and the third one was black and white. He just couldn't afford color at that point anymore. Right. But it's just kind of one of those things where it sells or it doesn't, and when you're too far ahead of the time. That's that's where you end up. Right. But I also thought random like knickknacks were super Mexican Americans. Like, oh, he got that power from a witch or a curandera. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's fucking cool, man. That that's, is really cool. That's a thing. Like, you heard that you said two weeks ago. 
Yeah. Why is this not everywhere? I mean, there's a couple of people that are trying to bring it to attention, right? There's a couple of Facebook things, Twitter. Well, that, that's the reason why we do this podcast is like we are trying to pave a road that talk about things that no one has ever talked about. And right. when I first heard about this story, I'm like, that's on brand for Mas o Menos Mexicanos. Right. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I did, I'll tell you I, well, my personal opinion why I think we don't see a lot of these things is because I think even some Latinos now, like if they saw something like that, they'd probably start, oh, I'm going to make my own Latino comic. Or mm-hmm. try to like overshadow that and just yeah. you know put that in the back burner because everybody always wants to be like the first yeah right. but that yeah. i'm i'm gonna go do some more research on that i'm probably gonna talk about that on my page because dude i didn't know that right like, that's yeah. fucking amazing right like and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna be like can i buy the rights to it i'm gonna make a superhero movie <laughs> fuck that i would i want to be him I, actually i'm not good in white <laughs> i probably I, look, I wouldn't look good in that tight i'm white being dead suit. serious yeah. let us talk to him and I have a bunch of film students, Latino film students, yeah. that want to work on a project, and maybe we could do something with that. We'll get to scan the comics at least, digitize them, so we can yeah, preserve them first. Yeah, yeah sure. something. Um, that's pretty I mean, amazing. I don't know if Judge Garza is still alive. Uh, Johnny Neal himself is 70-something. <laughs> Johnny Neal himself right, well, is barely alive, actually. <laughs> Where is that? Let's go. Nah, he's, a, he's in town. He's a cool guy. He's one of our favorite guys. But like, that's the thing. You find something like that where... Just two weeks ago, it inspired you because yeah. you're a writer. You write all sorts of stories and everything, yeah. uh, scripts even. But you're oh, more well. scripts than books, right? Yeah, more scripts. More scripts. Books. So like, you're gonna be able to maybe you know look into that and say like, oh, what did somebody back then think, and then pull from that and use that as inspiration. Like that's that's art. When you talk about not art, art is not just everywhere. Yeah, you know that's the thing that I try to avoid with this first one that I'm going to pick talk about because everybody knows the person, but I don't think that anybody knows that my first choice or like my really big inspiration they don't see him as an artist they see him as just like a cultural icon and you oh, go ricky oh he's martin Rick, yes ricky <laughs> martin from menudo fame the no guy. no mine's mine's all the way back in the oh, it was 60s no 54 1954 the 51 i think it was 51 to 57 a very famous show that you may have heard of. Uh, it had this like redhead in it, uh-huh. and um, it was pretty cool. There was this weird Hispanic guy who went like, ah, it was uh-huh. hilarious. I love Lucy. Desi that is, Arnaz. That's an amazing show. De- I love Lucy is an amazing show. Lucille Ball is an amazing actress, an amazing person. My first kind of pick influence is Desi Arnaz mm-hmm. slash Desi Lu Productions. So when you look at like Desi Arnaz, Cuban immigrant. He born in Cuba, fled, fled, fled uh, to Florida, and he was just like it was a little rich boy. He was a little rich boy that lost everything, got attacked in Cuba. His dad was pretty wealthy. They like they had to flee, and they were like, "Okay, let's get the hell on out of here." And so he just went to Florida and was like, "Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just." run a band okay i know how to do that so i'm going to start a band and run them do the whole thing and he's actually credited i learned this in my research was credited with introducing the conga line to america wow. so, so like everyone's like i love lucy yeah but he was just in the streets going that 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 that's the reason why it's in every american movie like. exactly <laughs> well, fucking half the things he did was because of goddamn american it, movie I, you know I, I know i don't want to cut you off but no, you're like, good no this is like, this is, is a conversation you could cut me off at any time so i know like we were talking about like inspirations i was saying like going off the cuff and stuff like that but you know he's part of the reason why i want to start my own production studio because i know like a lot i mean I, we watched a documentary like a month ago right you know and everything that he's done i mean the way he actually created like television using the three camera system that's exactly why i picked him dude i mean it i was i was just like man this you know this 
Latinos out here, you know, paving the way, changing things the way they use them in, in, in Hollywood. Like, I want to do the same thing, too. Right. You know? But it, it's, it's it's just crazy to see my – I mean, I showed my kids that, and they're just like, there's no way he did all that. Like, You're right, right. Well, that's the yeah. thing. So we I talk do about think the, it's funny that the humor still hits, like, yeah. 50, the, 60 years Well, later. that's the thing. So the strange thing I also read was that he didn't have any tolerance for, like, racist jokes mm-hmm. or anything that was against, like, the disabled or physical handicaps. He yeah. was like, we're going to play it clean. The only thing you can make fun of is my accent. And the only person that could do it is Lucy, my wife. Yeah, I know. When so, people like, tell me that you can't do clean comedy, I always point to I Love Lucy. Right. It's, they're like the cleanest that I know of. Right. And, and the thing about his thing where, like, when I heard that, it reminded me of the jackass guys. Yeah. It sounds like a weird thing, but, like, I heard an interview with Johnny Knoxville, and he was like, oh, we never played pranks on anybody. It was always us that we beat up on. Like, we yeah. never yeah, pranked yeah. anybody. That's why everyone hates, like, the YouTube prankers yeah. that are, like, fucking with people at the mall and stuff and asking them, like, hey, would you fuck this guy for $100? Like, that's... It's crass and, and offensive, but if like Steve-O gets kicked in the head by Johnny Knoxville, it's within that group. They yeah. all agreed to be a part of it. And so he agreed, hey, we're not going to fucking punch down on anybody in the fucking 50s. Yeah. That was like the only thing people did in the 50s was punch <laughs> down on anybody who was lower than them. And so... No, they punched them bang, zoom, up straight to the moon. Was, <laughs> right. It was a spousal abuse and it was whimsical <laughs> and fun. You remember. Straight to, to the, the moon. moon. <laughs> and so like, and so they brought, Inspired you know... Inspired the Flintstones. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The Honeymooners. That's yeah. what the Yabba Dabba <laughs> Yes, the Yabba Dabba do was spousal <laughs> abuse. <laughs> there, now you imagine... Yeah. Yeah. Coming soon to Flintstones Fighters on Nintendo DS. Anyway. Uh, Ed Boone, if you're listening, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2, baby. Fucking Homelander. Uh, who was the other guys in there? Uh, Homelander. Uh, what was it? Omni-Man. Omni-Man. Fred Flintstone. Scream. Somebody... Chat GPT AI that into Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's funny that like we already know Scream is in there, and then we saw the movie yesterday, and I'm like, this dude sucks. <laughs> He's get he got beaten up by like three doors. <laughs> He's gonna get soloed by Baraka immediately. It's the not the reason fair. why you stabbed her is because you fell on her. Like, <laughs> you tripped and just <laughs> right. But like the reason why I picked it, and you mentioned it briefly was the invention of the way that broadcast delivers the actual video to people. So they had the three cameras set up. This is two cameras. No, it's two cameras. (laughs) This is technically a third camera. Technically a third camera. I could plug into up to four. But the idea is, right, one, two, one, two, one. They also, instead of, I forget the old type that they used, but it was this really... um, archaic version of delivery and so you could only really send these really bad broadcasts the one time it aired right so he was like how about we record they both of them were like how about we record in front of a live studio audience record on film it's more expensive so we have to go do a a vaudeville show real quick so they toured with the show to raise money for the film to shoot i love lucy shot it and then they go, oh, we have these film reels. We can duplicate them, send them to everywhere and then that also that technology invented syndication so you're able to do reruns of the same show because you had films of I Love Lucy mm-hmm. and you could run them over and over and over and over and over again. So you're telling me – so just a few decisions and a, f- a little bit of forward thinking invented modern television for decades and decades and decades. Now it's changing into something else nowadays with yeah. digital and YouTube and all that stuff. But that was the standard for almost 100 years. I think people – I mean I even still kind of use that method even when I'm recording TikToks. I mean I'm using a three-camera setup right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> – it's, 
I just love the whole like perception of it, like just the angles and everything. It's yeah. just. I'm so proud to be a Latino. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, don't look up his politics and don't look up how he treated her. Just that, that's, I was like, nope, don't do that. Yeah, Let yeah. me well, get you I've seen that. those Lifetime movies. Exactly. <laughs> Baba Lou, don't do it. But Nicole, whoever picked Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball in that one movie, shame on you. <laughs> what the hell was that? Not a solid choice. Not a choice I would make, but a choice nonetheless. But I will end on this, though. Like, when we talk about representation and, and kind of seeing yourself on television, um, I make the argument that it's been too long of a while to see it on major broadcast television. Yeah. All sorts of YouTube stuff. There's all sorts of um, Netflix streaming stuff. Things of that sort get canceled after a season or two. Not very good. Didn't go on for decades or like a decade like this show did. But when I was in film school, that's when I started getting ingratiated with like the history of television. Mm-hmm. And I happened upon this clip here where it's Ricky Ricardo doing the story of Little Red Riding Hood to his baby. And I was like, one, this the humor still hits, like you said, Marcos. But two, I don't think I've seen a whole entire sketch done in almost entirely Spanish and let, and let alone in Spanglish as he's teaching his kid Little Red Riding Hood. Once upon a time, había una muchachita muy bonita que le decían Caperucita Roja, porque siempre tenía un red bonnet. Now, una mañana, su mamá le dio un basket, y en el basket puso frijoles, tortillas, y también le puso ahí vino. Caperucita Roja. Lleva este basque a tu gran mamá que está en su casa y tu, y tu gran mamá está feeling lousy. <laughs> and so it's like the, he does the whole story in Spanish, English, Spanish, English, yeah. going back and forth. And I'm like, I haven't seen this. Like, it's been a while since I've seen it on broadcast television yeah. on the major three or major four, NBC, CBS, ABC. What? Fox, UPN, guess, U- UPN. <laughs> even UPN. No, but like Smackdown. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Raw is war. I don't know. Why didn't I see this? But that's what I'm saying, though. Like when I watched that at the time, which was 10 years ago, I was like, oh, my God. I, I know it's not the thing that to take away from it, but I always thought Ricky was too fancy. Like, that's just a classism thing. Yeah. And he because he falls in the same line as Gomez and Adam's family. I'm like, you're too nice to <laughs> well, actually. Well, well, that's the thing. That actually brings me to another guy. Just real quick, yeah. um, my dad. Uh, I go Ricardo like, Montemont. <laughs> you know? Oh shit! I didn't know you were actually doing that. Yeah, no, because my dad goes. I never saw a guy. I saw a guy that had an accent back then on TV in movies that looked sharp all the time, and that was his thing. My dad wasn't wearing. My dad, grandpa wasn't wearing suits. My yeah. dad. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Right, and he saw this guy. Look at always dressed to the nines. Fucking looking yeah. slick as shit. White suits. Maybe not then. My dad was a little bit older by then. Yeah. But no, as a kid, watching this suave guy, my dad was like, I kind of want to be like that. And so I, I, from his example, it was like an example of what I could become. And honestly, uh-huh. that led to my dad having the one dream for his job, air conditioning. He just wanted to work at a place with air conditioning because my, my grandfather, my grandfather worked as a uh, water, laborer, sheep shearer, <laughs> sheep shearing. Not got, don't got no air conditioning. Yeah. So he was like, air conditioning. That's all I want. Got his jobs. Got air conditioning. That was his dream because Ricardo, this this guy right here, because Khan, his shirtless, hairless chest. Oh, I forgot he was Khan. He was absolutely yeah. Khan. Oh. oh yeah, all of our heroes are Khan, but. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's what you know, I'm saying. You like, know what's funny? I, I forgot what picture was in no, there, but I saw it for a second. Most of us are related no, to Khan. <laughs> Not Genghis. <laughs> Not Genghis. I'll, 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 it's the year 2023. That one. This, I still wait, want oh. a metal car like that. 
Look at that. See? <laughs> look at it. Okay. Like, look at Of all the things that you see in the world, Marcos, don't you want to wear that suit with that big-ass collar and that tight-ass car? Or a hearse. Or a hearse. <laughs> or a hearse. Go check our TikTok. But no, that's what I'm saying. Those examples, they weren't maybe not realistic. They weren't maybe the common of what people yeah. saw. But I like the idea that that gave him a little bit of inspiration of what he wanted to be. So I, I thought was that the, was I'm nice. the complete opposite when I see stuff like that. Like, I, the, the thing I've gotten kind of tired of, like, seeing is, Every time you see a Latino on TV or the movies, they've already made it. It's like they already uh, have a right. house. They already have this. They already have, and that's great or whatever. But like knowing that I grew up through the struggle, like me and my grandmother, right, yeah, we used. To, I mean, we watched George Lopez a lot. By right. the way, shout out to him. I, I actually got to meet him. Did a video with him. Which he's did super, you really? Yeah, super Shit. cool guy. Um, but the the thing was, I was just like I. I think uh, everybody hates Chris was probably like the closest you know sitcom that I saw that was like. You know, they were poor. They were showing the struggles of that. And I think with Latinos, I think that's what we need to see more of is showing the struggle of getting there. Right. Because I think a lot of us don't have that appreciation. There's just like we all think we're fancy, bougie. We're buying $7 cups of coffee and stuff. I, I, <laughs> right. I, I don't right. – I, 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 I mean, my kids are half Hispanic, right? Right. I, I tell them like, you know, what inspires you more? Like what do you see that inspires you more? And they, we always – any TV shows that we watch or movies, they like – the struggle part. They're like, right. I want, I, you, I like seeing the getting it's, there. It's funny right. because we argue about this a little bit. That's, All the it's time. Like, it's like sometimes the struggle is too much. Sometimes it's not enough. Like um, one of the things that we talked about is like hentified. Yeah. It's like that's too much. Like at a yeah. certain point, I didn't even see season two. I, I don't, don't want season two because at the end of that, spoiler alert, it's canceled. At the end of season one, they're having adventures about getting the uh, taco shop back up and running. The, yeah. uh, Wilmer Valderrama is raising the rent. They need to raise the money to save the uh, to, to save the. Um, YMCA essentially, yeah. and so they get the money, and then they deport the fucking dad at the end, and that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> I saw the first season, and I didn't really like Hentified either. I was just kind of like, oh. well, here's just, here's what I've been I was able like, to. My deal didn't own the taco <laughs> shop. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle was robbing the taco shop so that he could get us money to get. Tacos. Well, so yeah. here, so here's so. the thing I discovered with my brother talking to him about this problem that I, I've discovered with shows like this. <laughs> it's not that it's a bad show in particular because they're trying to show different struggles different things um, a different experience it's that they're trying to con dense it so much because they don't know if they're going to get the funding for the next season. Yeah. So they're putting every struggle, every Mexican Spanglish word they can, every tapatio, every Vicks vapor rub, every pan dulce, everything. You know what's funny? into one season at this point, like, and it's not even a Mexican American show. The show that I've related the most to is Reservation Dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because that's the right mix of like they are struggling and poor. But they're okay. Right. Like they don't know. That's what I was going to touch on. At least one of them has a car and we all roll with the one. <laughs> I was literally talking to my friend about that. I was like, why isn't there a show like this? Because I was like, I mean, I grew up poor, but I wasn't like starving. Right, right. <laughs> you weren't you were gangbanging to make yeah. a buck either, selling That's drugs. That's the part where we always get at because my friend's like, oh, I'm just so tired of like them always portraying gangsters and shows and stuff. And I'm like, I know, me too, because I, like, I grew up in a bad part of the neighborhood, right? Right, right. Yeah. But when you say bad part, like people are like, oh, my car got broken into I'm like, girl, I lived in Hollywood uh, Hollywood Park and my car got broken into. I know crackheads in Hollywood Park right. in San Antonio. Um, but like, it, it was just like, there isn't a balance. It's just like, oh, if you, if you lived in the courts in San Antonio, there was gun shootings, you were, you know, just awful things were happening to you. And I was like, no, like... I remember going outside and like they're little old ladies, you know, they're making tortillas. That, that's the thing, right? The, yeah, the freedom yeah. in reservation dogs where they're just like 
well, fuck it, I gotta work, and my kids are just out there having fun, right. fun. Yeah, like I'm like, that's the only show that I've seen right. do it. They're well, selling meat yeah. pies to go the to California is, to get, to leave the small town. The in between show does exist. It's just not a hit in America. What is it? El Chavo del Ocho. <laughs> El Chavo del Ocho is exactly the in between. Yeah, right. Everyone in that show has an apartment, mm -hmm. like they all live in housing, they have secure housing, including the titular Chavo. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks he lives in the barrel. No, he just likes to hang out in the barrel. It's, <laughs> he's a five-year-old kid. He likes to play in shit, in boxes and stuff. I right. just want to see like he one episode where a lady's going to go get Section 8 and struggling <laughs> to get food stamps because she makes $5 too much. Like, <laughs> or, some, yeah, or, or like, you know, because like, that gets a little too niche because food stamps varies by state. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work for the state. <laughs> Issuing out hey, food stamps. That's why I know. Right. I'm tired of buying them. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make You'd it. You'd be surprised how lenient Texas is. Actually, like you can qualify. Man, I make thirteen dollars too much, even self-employed. <laughs> oh, you, you might still like. You won't get a lot. <laughs> we'll give you but eighteen dollars. Yeah, like sixteen. You can get bucks, a can of spam. Sixteen bucks is the minimum. And that's like what sixteen dollars is the minimum. Sixteen bucks if you qualify is the bare minimum. You Bro, I'll be happy if I can get. go buy like the dollar twenty four bread. Like no, yeah, <laughs> the way the way my trainer put it when I was being yeah. like put through the course to like learn it was uh -huh. like. Yeah, so you might only qualify for sixteen bucks. That's two steak dinners. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that's two steaks at Walmart, baby. Come on, right. it's, it's a six pack of pork chops. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you got a family to feed. Exactly. So what you're saying is you don't want it to be either this or this. You're trying to find the happy ground between, between Ricardo Montalban and actual cholos. Well, I think mainly for me, it's like like actual like story, like real life stories, like something you could really relate to. Because I don't, I mean, there's, I mean, some of the stories I've seen like through some shows, I'm like, oh, okay, I see that. Yeah. Like, you know, Hentified with like, oh, we own a taco shop or right, a restaurant right, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, 90% of us who are probably watching this show don't know what Theo who owns. I mean, we have what. a friend who does own a taco shop. I was about but to say. like family but, wise. But the friend that we have that owns a taco shop, we thought he was rich our entire lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be a full up of hey, our friend's rich. So, She's right. This is another thing where I'm like, I keep going back to Chao, and Chao <laughs> is my, my pick. Go for Chespirito. it. Chespirito. Yeah. Um, but I know someone, one of my like air quotes cousins you know it's like it's my dad's best friend so right. he's he's tío checo but he's tío checo right. <laughs> tío checo he's tío checo uh he, after he retired because my dad was a truck driver and so was tío checo mm -hmm. after both of them retired he's like well now how do we make money he still lived in mexico and he's like well we have that extra like garage space that we don't use at the house mm -hmm. let's pay whatever it takes to put like an air conditioning unit in there mm -hmm. and turn it into a bodega and it's just like a corner store now right and that's what they did after he retired like everyone just worked the shop yeah it's mm -hmm. it was Washington Heist. Washington. That's another reason oh I don't God. like that movie. <laughs> no, so there's already a joke on this show that everybody hated uh, In the Heights, and they think I love it because it's a musical and I like musicals. I love it. it I was, love that movie. You love that movie? I love that movie. It's a good movie. I thought it was an enjoyable movie. They got the audience cheering for that movie. But I just made the joke that every time they said Washington Heist, they were like, so you living Washington. in Washington Heist? Washington Heist. Washington Heist. Washington Heist. Uh, I was on the yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but, like, so, but the idea was that it was just so over the top for 
Some of our co-hosts. I didn't, I didn't yeah. watch it. I was not on that <laughs> Okay. I just don't like musicals. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I would never call Tio Checo rich. Like, yeah. right. his house was nice, I guess, by like Mexico standards. He didn't have AC in the house. Mm-hmm. He paid for it to be in the place where there's going to be paying customers. Right. Ah, <laughs> it was like, uncle? it's that choice where it's like, all right, like I can pay for an AC unit, but I can pay for one. Right. And would we rather have it where we live and we spend, like, our nights because we're all going to run the shop? Yeah, right. right. Or would we rather have it in the shop where we're going to spend the majority of the day and where we're also going to invite, like, strangers in to buy sodas right, and right, chips? That's right. great. It's, it's funny you say that because I remember um, almost every, like, growing up in the courts, every other apartment was, like, a senora selling candy out of her window. Right. Right. Like, you want fried bologna, mijo? Like he's done. Like, right. Yeah. Dollars. I haven't crossed in a while. Do they still sell chiclets on the bridge? Every once in a while. It's rarer now. <laughs> right. Now, I haven't seen chiclets so, in forever. <laughs> <laughs> now what happened to me was I got scammed. <laughs> I got chiclets. <laughs> take your money and run. <laughs> I got tricked into like trusting, I guess, a refugee. <laughs> I don't know. But, so uh, the last or... Before I moved over here, mm-hmm. uh, there's a duty-free shop at every border. Right. right, 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 right. So it's always cheaper, me being unemployed, to buy your liquor at the duty-free shop. <laughs> right, right. And to hop over to Mexico, hop back immediately, and then just, you know, cross it over, pay like the two bucks in tax or whatever it is. Right. And, and there you go. You got your bottle of tequila. You got your $10 of a $30. <laughs> exactly. Right. It Convers- the ten- conversion works out. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. If you were to buy it at a legit liquor store, a legit liquor store, it would cost you $30 plus. Yeah. At the duty-free, 12 bucks. Then you pay the other two to like cross it over, mm-hmm. 14 bucks. You're still paying under half. Right, right. Um, but the first time I did this thing where like I had never run... Uh, liquor legally <laughs> right, yeah, across yeah. the board. Yeah, he's, 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 he's smuggling slightly. Slightly. Uh, well, I went on foot because it was like, my car is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on foot and I saw this dude with what I thought was like a badge uh-huh. like around his neck. And he's like, hey, bro, come over. And he was like waving me over from like the way back like, I'm, 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 going, I'm, I'm going to Mexico and he's waving me over from like the coming from Mexico side, like, hey, no, dude, like, mente <laughs> Right, right. So I was like, oh, he must be the official that checks that I actually crossed. And he's telling oh, me, God. like, we're cool. Like, you right, don't right. actually have to go into Mexico, bro. Like, you made it 50% of the way there. <laughs> You're <can't>. fine. <laughs> so I walked over to him and, and he was like, hey, man, what's up? Not much. You know, I'm just going to party. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel that, bro. And then I just like chilled with him for like five minutes till I realized, oh, you don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, and by the way, just real quick, I want to jump to the chat real quick. There's a first time chatter. Benny Sisca was right 76. Have y'all seen Vida on Stars? Uh, Ugly Betty, Maria de la Barrio. This fool on Hulu. I saw the first season. I actually really enjoyed that. That has a nice bit of struggle. Nice bit of average, kind of clean cut guy. So. Yeah. 
That's a uh, what's his name? Eric? Not Eric Estrada. That's the wrong guy. Chris Estrada. There you go. Oh, Comedian. Estrada. He's really funny. I like him. But uh, JJ, talk about uh, Chavo a little bit more. Like why that's that's one of your inspirations when you talk about media and when you look at certain pieces of art. Why do you consider that TV show particularly a piece of important art? Well, uh, it's important because while he might not have been as influential in terms of the TV space and like as Desi Arnaz in the sense of like creating syndication. Right. With Chapulín Colorado, he pretty much created TV special effects. Right. Like there were some pretty for the time because this was like the 60 late 60s early 70s when Chapulín Colorado Colorado was there. It's a hard thing to say. <laughs> it's a hard thing to say in English and Spanish. Chapel in Colorado. It's Chapel in Colorado. It, I figured out why I always mispronounce things in Spanish. Like, my brain is in white mode These? in Austin. <laughs> no, my brain's in white mode. Right. Because I was trying to say, because remember last time I was struggling to say uh, cultura. And I'm like, no, I got to sit. I got to turn on my Mexican yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, cultura, <laughs> cultura? What are you talking about? God, Chapel in Colorado, right? Oh, yeah. Crimson Grasshopper. <laughs> or no, Cherry Grasshopper. Something like that. Um, trying to find some of these special effects, by the way. But no, yeah, there's episodes where he shrinks. There's episodes where he flies. There's episodes where, like, he has the fucking Goku aura around him. Like, <laughs> I gotta he, go back and watch this. He, he does some shit that where, like... It's not necessarily unseen, but it's unseen on television. Yeah, right. It's like the production value for these types of effects wasn't really there for TV. And there's a, an expression I heard recently. Um, <laughs> there you go. Because, fun fact, the Mexican army has a garrison of cooks that their entire job is making combat tortillas. explain further please yeah you can't send a mexican to fight without tortillas so you need to get them ready on the quicks this garrison of cooks all they do is make tortillas is this where the tortilla con mantequilla was born or (laughs) I, i don't know about that but it's like whenever there's a holiday or a national parade They'll usually like represent. They'll send yeah. like one of the trucks that makes the tortillas and stuff. Like one of the tanks <laughs> yeah. that they're like, this one just makes tortillas, bro. Like, that's Damn, all it does, bro, ta- bro. We should release a brand called Tactical Tortillas and release them to the world with this but, with this backstory. With this backstory. But like the expression I heard was like, uh, "El Mexicano siempre encuentra la manera para no quedar con ganas." Mexican always finds a way so that he's not left wanting. You saying that just reminds me of that was it Shrek three where they're all going to war? She's they have the chimichanga Chimichangas. That's all. That has got to be the most random callback to anything on the show. Shrek three chimichanga references. But look, there's there's a there's a MRE. Tortillas con chipotle. Does it look like a condom package? Because it is a condom package. I'm pretty sure it can double as one. Like right, vacuum sealed a lot. I've literally eaten that tortilla. Look how happy this guy is. Look at that. Yeah, man. But <laughs> Chespirito was the same way. He's like, I want special effects on my superhero fucking show. Yeah. I right. know it's a parody show, right? I know we're like making a big joke about he's not Superman. He's just like an average guy. Right. Pretending to be Superman. But he still has to do some fantastical shit. Right. To get the parody across. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 
That was the first Ant Man right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's the thing. What was it the seventies? Yeah, it 70s. was like late sixties, early seventies where it ran. Chavo del Ocho ran longer. And the I only think, thing I can imagine doing that around that time is uh, I Dream of Genie, probably. Oh, that's right. Was yeah. it? Was it? No, no, it's this. But did she uh, blink no. her eyes or something? What yeah. But she was in a bottle. That was the yeah. thing. That's right. Wiggled her nose. <laughs> Wiggled her nose. That's right. Okay. No, that no, was that's Bewitched. Bewitched. Wait, that oh, was Bewitched. okay. Yeah, she did the I was poor growing up. I didn't have a lot of TV, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was the... That's right. Oh, shit. We can do uh, that effect here. That's the thing. We can do all these effects now. Yeah, it's no. Awesome. And that's partially because of him. Like, right. With a paid uh, subscription on with, Apple. With the stupid apps. <laughs> yeah, with uh, a subscription to our Patreon, we will make ourselves tiny for <laughs> all to see. No, man, that's like really fucking cool. The other thing that about- they had this kind of effects in this show on, like I said, in on television in the 70s. With like a shoestring budget, right? right? Like these, this isn't U.S. television, right? This is Mexican television, where we're working with like Gen One technology. This is '50s cameras, that, like, right? Right. They converted into color. <laughs> yeah, They're right. probably like laying the film on top of the other. Right. Frame. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Look at the resolution. This was the resolution that people were seeing because the projection was this big, and then the screens were this big and blurry on the CRT. But so the other thing about uh, Chespirito that like really. I found it inspired me a lot and I didn't realize it until like way later in life was that he, his stage name Chespirito means little Shakespeare. Right. Oh, and that's because he was a big fan of wordplay. And if you go back and rewatch Chavo del Ocho skits, like today as an adult with a more like grasped understanding of Spanish and double entendres and stuff like that, yeah, it makes sense that he would call himself just it's <laughs> right, all right. wordplay. Like I got some of it as a kid yeah. because like there are some terms, especially like math terms in Spanish. Like one of my favorite ones is with Professor Girafales where he's like, Que es un angulo bruto. And that's like a legit term in Spanish. it's not that exactly, but it's something across <laughs> similar. Right. And that's like the proper name for it. Yeah. And Chavo del Ocho is like, pues no sé, idiota. <laughs> He's like, you called me bruto. Tu me dijiste bruto. You know? <laughs> and, and that's the play on words that like, as a kid, I don't really understand it. But it makes me laugh that he's just standing up to the teacher. <laughs> right, right, right. There's always that element of, I get the, the, the front layer of kid, and then you go back and you're like, oh. Yeah. Exactly. I get this. And, and then it becomes more important in how you receive comedy and how you yeah. portray comedy and what kind of comedy you enjoy because that sticks with you even how though it doesn't quite stick with you. Have you cut back to yourself every time I make a pun? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get so mad when he's because usually JJ's over there. He makes a pun. I'm just like, right to the camera, right to all of you out there because he can't help himself, but it's constant. And that's the thing. We all get these influences even from a young age. You don't, understand where it comes from you may not understand everything bueno, pero no se enoje. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, like, i remember cantinflas were play very like oh, cantinflas was like the master <laughs> right right like I, I remember um i'm gonna say this scene in english just so everyone understands but it was one of the funniest things that i remember 
because uh, he's playing a sheriff and he's like, I'm looking for guns. I'm looking for guns. And he pats someone down and he takes their money out and it's like, ah, money for guns. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. This is all like black and white in like 70s and low color. And it's like this stuff has been around and we still hold on to it because one, it's very, very good. Well, like El Chavo del Ocho, mm-hmm. one of the only countries where it hasn't hit is the U.S. Right. Like, it's hit I mean, everywhere. It's, I mean, it's, it's, he's on Fortnite, too. Yeah, I was about to say, it's yeah. hit to a degree because he's on Fortnite. Right. But, like, he's in Fortnite probably because it's, like, it's a hit in all of Latin America. It's a hit in Japan. Or right. It's TikTok a hit in China. Right. Like, it's a hit everywhere else. It, it's like One Piece in that way, where it's like, <laughs> everywhere else seems to really right like One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> what? You have something to say about One Piece? Yeah. Fuck the live action. Trash. <laughs> what? How dare you? <laughs> Some people said it was okay to really good. We'll cover that on, uh, on McGrew's Reviews this month. <laughs> I thought you guys would do Anim Excellence. Uh, I mean, either way, we're doing McGrew's Reviews. We got we haven't done that. We need to do a TV backup, like, probably all the way till June, honestly. What crappy TV show do I need to watch? <laughs> Just whatever you liked (laughs) from June to October. Right. Because as far as I know, the issue that has been is that FX was like, fuck it, we're running out of money. And then they just put their whole show on. Yeah, I didn't know Justified already premiered. And I was like, bro, I've been waiting for this. (laughs) And it's all on. They put all of it. They brought it back. They brought it back. Oh, Christ. I was glad it was over. Now he's in Chicago. Oh, oh, well, there you go. We're reading a lot of them. We'll see with this one. Um, but but uh, I'm gonna pass it back to you, Joe. Do you uh, having heard our first round? Do you have any other ones that come to mind with your comedy? Because obviously I, I can assume there's an element there of in your comedies, just some of the funniness there. Is there anybody else that like you would call out for specifically, like comedy, or were you just like, man, I like the way that person did it? Because Walt Disney is a creator. The the, yeah. the the industry part of it. Yeah, but that that's my inspirational part for the creator part. But as far as comedy goes, um. There's only two people. That's Dave Chappelle and George Lopez. Ah. George Lopez, to me, because I watched, I grew up watching him, but I kind of, I used to, my uncle used to come uh, home after the bar, and he used to have, like, these stacks of tapes of just, like, these Comedy Central specials that you couldn't get, like, anywhere else. So either you had to watch it on HBO or you had to order them from, like, these... You know, uh, the, the <laughs> commercials. Yeah, like, yeah. order now and get like six tapes of comedy never seen on TV. Right. Weird, it was... weird question on this note. Do you remember Que Locos? Yes. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, the Que Locos, right? Uh, he would, he, and I remember on one of those tapes, I remember seeing George Lopez, and it was just, dude, he he is spot on when it comes to like the traditional like Mexican family. Right. Yeah. Like just spot on. And I was just like, I was. I was so inspired by that because I was just like, why isn't anybody telling more of these truths? Right. right? After a while, like, George has gotten a little stale. It's a lot of the same stuff. Right. I, but, I, I admitted but, that a couple of episodes ago. It's a new special. It's like, it's funny, but it's the same funny from 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. And I'm like, man, there, there's so much more. What upsets me about it a little bit is that there's so much more that he could elaborate on, but I think he's only just sharing his family experiences. Right. And that's kind of where I go to mine, but mine expands beyond like my family. It's mm-hmm. like, man, if he can make fun of his family and the way they talk and the way this, even when he does that, like, I know how. I know how. The voice, like 90% of the people I know in my neighborhood sound exactly like that. That's why I like loved it so much because he touched on it. Right. But it, it, to me, it's art because you're taking obviously a real life situation. For me, art is a real life situation, a real life struggle and putting it into 
an object, whether it's medium, a medium, right? Yeah. So you're putting it into something, and he did that. Like, he, I tell you, the day I met him, uh, I almost broke down and cried. I was like shaking because look, I, I can talk as much smack as I did about this new special stuff. I'd be like, whoa, shit, it's George Lopez. <laughs> I right, yeah. no, yeah, like, no. In the beginning, he he really paved the way. I think for a lot of people to in in comedy in terms of Latinos, right, but him, Paul Rodriguez, Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez is, is especially funny, but. I felt like George Lopez really captured what I w- what I saw growing up, right? And hearing yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and uh, that's where a lot of my comedy comes from. Is just that it's like taking the family dynamic, especially if you're Latino, and kind of really showcasing that. I have people that tell me all the time they're like, "Well, I'm Mexican, and I didn't grow up like that." I call those middle class Mexicans. Hey, <laughs> me, it's me. I grew up, so I grew up. I mean, here's the thing: I grew up a little bit better. Like we had cable. Uh-huh. Like we had cable. That was the threshold. It was either you had cable or you didn't. That was my access for not rich or poor, Screw but that. like. How many siblings do you have? Oh, one. One. <laughs> fifteen. You have fifteen siblings. Half white. Half white. <laughs> he, he made me proud of being. I, go ahead. No, you go first. Huh? Uh, he he he. The the reason why I love him so much too is that he made me proud of being who I was and where I was coming from. The whole when he mentioned like everybody loading up in the car or, you know, they're taking off, we're going to leave you behind because that right. was my mom. Like, right. I'm not going to give a damn. Like, <laughs> Wait, she would, be, like, she would what, leave you behind. Why do we have low care. self-esteem? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, see, because well, uh, well, my dad called me mental. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I was just going to answer and, and it's apparently a first time chatter because I can't see that you did. Uh, germs. Uh, do you think he got stuck though? And it's just like, I do think that because we live in this capitalist society, people are like, what's your next thing? What's your next thing? What's your next thing? Right. And it's consume, just like, consume, 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 consume. Yeah. And it's just like, I really respect like Henry Rollins and Streetlight Manifesto to be like, I had three albums in me and I was out. Right. <laughs> You're going to hear them all across the country every year. But like, it, there, Andrew Dice Clay is another one person like that. He's like, I have not uh, retouched my material since the 80s. And it's just kind of like, just be honest with it. Like, right, yeah. like if George Lopez it's is still doing like, I, I can't breathe, like I would still laugh. Right. right. And, <laughs> but I can empathize with that because yeah. I've learned, I did the skits in the beginning like with my me dressing up as my abuela. And yeah. You can only tell so many of those stories before people are just kind of like, what else you got? I'm, <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> Because, no, not, not for your content necessarily, but, like, I, I've said this on the show, and I'll say it to you, and maybe you can meet me there, but, like, I am so tired, as I mentioned, the Vicks VapoRub avocado fucking conchas all the time. That's what I was saying. Like, I, like, here's the thing. Like, I love Mexicanos. I love Mexican content. I love when I can see myself in mm-hmm. art. Like, you said you saw yourself in George Lopez. I saw myself and my dad more so in Paul Rodriguez's joke where he talks about the pieces of the chicken, where the dad got the breast, the mom got the other breast, the brother the thigh, the leg, the sister's the leg, right. and then him as the youngest getting the butthole <laughs> of the chicken. And he He's like, hey, you don't know. And his brother's like, hey, what are you eating? He's like, chicken. chicken. <laughs> I was all smiling, and he's like, that's the culo. No, I can, I can agree with you. Now, I, feel, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like those are becoming the new stereotypes, and it's, it's for me, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm so. Du-. If I hear one more podcast called Conchas and Café, I'm I'm not going to call them out, but I am kind of a little bit. I look at the store and people send me this stuff and like, you want to buy this stuff? I Um, I get inundated with those Instagram ads. So like I said, no hate to these creators. I like the stuff that they make. And this is not to throw shade on them or anything like that. Please do not take that as such. But Jesus Christ, it's uh, uh, Mexican stuff for audio listeners. It's like Virgin de Guadalupe Tumblr. 
tortilla hoodie. Can I sell you a blanket with a wolf on it? Because you know, yeah. Well, like, well, that yeah. would actually be more cool <laughs> no, than, yeah, like, yeah, than that. That because like when you were talking about conchas, and it's like I'm tired of seeing the uh, conchas okay, slippies. Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah. Right here, no, this ba- no, the badges. Um, well, Loteria, yeah, the Loteria. Um, I actually met uh, Millennial Loteria. That guy is going on goddamn tour. Th- he's got like. Thanks for changing it up, but well, he's got moved up. He's got like people like movies having him do the art. He's like like Hollywood's like latched on. Like that's the Loteria guy. I fucking a, love but that. See, that's the good thing about uh, being a creator. Or if you're a really good creator, is if you can make something and then turn it into a lot of other things. Because now they're show using this Latino for other things. Like, okay, cool, Millennial Loteria, but now he's you're, like you said, he's yeah, he did the stuff. poster for Blue Beetle, well, I, or I multiple poster series, right? I do think, and this is one of the strengths of this podcast that a lot of other things don't have. It's just like you have. Be honest with yourself. You're more than Mexican American. Mm-hmm. You're you're a former wrestler. I'm a punk. Uh, he, I'm an idiot. I mean, <laughs> people ask me what is my favorite Mexican dish, and I'm like salmon. <laughs> because sure. I don't have a fucking Mex- favorite Mexican dish. I was like, why is it? You know, I've had people tell me, well, you're not Mexican. Like there was a skit I did where uh, I talk about it's gonna get cold, and it was about my grandmother's left leg hurting or whatever. Right. We used to be able to tell how the weather was because of her leg. Because her leg, yeah, my mom's thing, arthritis. I yeah. had people shit on me. They're like, "That's not Mexican." I've never. Heard. That's that's everybody. No. But it's like, ugh, I'm not trying to say that it's Mexican specific, but this is I what mean, I had growing up. My my mom 100% grew up with just like this is Mexican. Like corridos have never evolved before, before uh, more than 1985 and Chente singing them. <laughs> and I'm I I look to bands like Pinata Protest that are just like yeah they're, they're good they're good they're grabbing old songs and they're like making them into something kind of new. And, and that was that just to touch on that because I will lose this out yeah. of my head. Now keep it. On, I yeah. had reached out to the Tejano community at some point and not to everybody because they're probably gonna see this and they're gonna be like oh, I'm like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, they're not going to watch I, the show. Uh, we got like 10 followers. We're fine. <laughs> I reached out to them because I really wanted to put on a festival where, because I, I heard Piñata protest, I was like, and Metalachi, I was like, dude, if we could do this, you know, collaboration where we turn a rock song into Tejano and a Tejano song into rock and just kind of like, you know, do yeah. this. They, they weren't willing to grow. Like, they were just like, nah, that's stupid. I'm just like, ah, what? And, and But guess what happened a few months later? Here comes Easy Band and all these emo songs turning into Spanish. Right, Easy Band. I love those hey, guys. They're yeah. like, hey, Joe, do you still want to do that concert? I'm like, nah, wait. Right. <laughs> right. Because like, I actually, I got sent this uh, from my friend Felix, who was like, oh, yeah, this is a universal experience for black, Asian, uh, Mexican. It's the fucking thing, a tin of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> she bought a brand new for the cookies. She's excited. <laughs> Sewing kid. Sewing kid. Sewing kid in the goddamn cookies. And and people were like, oh, it's everybody. So like you can do jokes like that. And the idea is that it has to be authentic. And the problem is when I look at the sticker pack, Virgin Guadalupe, tacos, mazapan, uh, loteria card. In their defense, I have literally two boxes of mazapan. Well, that's fair. That's, well, that's fair. You don't need a sticker to in, show it off. In Marzipan. my apartment right now, <laughs> that don't have masapanes. Right. right. I already ate those. I went through those in like a day. Right. Yeah, no, but that was the one thing I started. But now they hold like my pencils. <laughs> that was right. the one thing I started to notice. So like you bring up the, the cookie thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started to realize after a while that 
uh, Chancla Academy within itself and mm. like the stuff that I was doing, like it is very universal because now it's just not a Latino focused thing. And people started getting mad at me when I stopped making like Latino specific Latino, content. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And I'm like, no, because you know what? I'm starting to realize sometimes I would make content and purposely say, if you're Mexican, you do this. Right. And people, I knew people were going to get mad. They'd be like, I do that and I'm white and or I'm, I'm black. Yeah, or right. I'm Dominican. But, but, <laughs> yeah, they don't, but you don't have to get mad. You can just. Except that, oh, I do that too. I do that too. It doesn't necessarily have to be. It's a unifier more than anything. Yeah, and that's where we realized that, like, Chancla Academy itself was like, man, if if I'm going to continue to do this, it needs to be more universal. Right. So we we are very lucky enough with the community that we've built that, uh, because as Sam had told you before, like, it began as Mexican excellence, but because we have so many African American creators on this show now, it's uh, TJ was like, it's not Mexican American, uh, not Mexican uh, excellence anymore. Now it's minority excellence, and I was like, and I was like, God damn it, don't you ever say that ever again on my goddamn network. Well, I'll go even one further back. So the reason why I even invented this whole damn thing in the first place, this was 2014 when I first Made came up with the concept. I invented. It, I, well, it was me and my cousin and my me. brother invented the idea because I was I was in film school. I went to film school, graduated, and I was like. I don't see enough of me on the screen. Right. Why don't? Why not me on the screen? I want me on the screen because I'm a little egotist. And so I was like, "Fuck it, podcast. Let's do this." So I got my brother and my cousin, and we developed it, and we shot for the stars. But when it coming up with the name Excellence, people were like, "Well, you don't even speak Spanish." That was always the pushback. And I go, "Say Excellence in Spanish." Say it with a Mexican accent with the proper pronunciations. Mexilente. No, it'd be me- mejillence. No, just the word mexilence. It's me- it doesn't. You can't say it in Spanish. Yeah. It's an English word. So if you're reading it, you're reading it properly in English, okay. which means you know that, come to, can come to expect, that I'm going to say most of the shit on this podcast in English with the elements of my culture. And then it's developed after I uh, left for another podcast, Double Toast, which you're a fan of, and then left that and then recreated it with these guys. And then we have developed it from there. It's not just me. I did start the goddamn thing. Don't you ever forget it. No, and my don't you forget mother, it out there. I mean, right I mean, I started the podcast. I started the podcast. There's your, there's no. your, there's your George Lopez accent. <laughs> I know. I know. No, but, uh, but real quick, then I look at the art I try to make. I've never seen that design before. I've never seen the fucking masks, the theater masks in I have Lucha Libre. That. That's pretty cool. Right. And I was I had the idea, I was walking down and I saw a gentrified taco shop with the um, with a luchador neon sign. I go, that's pretty cool. And then it came to my head, I was like, huh? One taco? Probably. <laughs> I was probably around here. And I was like, oh, let me make that. And then I did, and I was like, oh shit, I don't think anybody's ever made this design before. But it was something that I was like, I I can do that. And I chose the, the, the a lot of people think that's like the cholo design, yeah. right? I thought of it because my siblings are theater kids. They yeah. did theater in high school, and so I always, and I was the athlete, surprisingly, of all of them. And they, and I go, okay, how about a tribute to my siblings? And I, I like luchadores, and I like that imagery, and so let's try it. And I haven't sold one of them, but it was a good example of not just <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's not just that. I'll give you one. I actually, yeah. And as a as a parting gift, we're gonna give you whatever you want. Well, store. when we but we're ha- not leaving yet. We're not. Done. Uh, I was about to say uh, when we have that vendor corner there at Poteet, we can. No, we to get an iPad because I can't buy all Man, that we're, stock. We're, you better be prepared for that day because we're expecting 10,000 plus people. <laughs> okay, then I'll buy some stock and sell some of these well, shirts. Once we, once we, I'll tell Me you. Me and Mark are going to be saving I'll, money I'll, I'll tell rent. you who the bands are going to be afterwards, but. 
Once we make this announcement, that's after I tax think... season, way. <laughs> oh, perfect. I will toss you my entire refund. That's what I was telling my friend. I was like, we should we should throw the show during tax season, <laughs> right? So that way they come because they can't say they don't have any money. It's already right. free to get in. So I mean, right. And, and just real quick note, because yeah, yeah. a I like the name Candid Duality. B, uh, we already shouted out Minolachi. Yeah, mo- but moments ago, you yeah. just missed it. I have yeah. their T-shirt actually. I just never worn it on here because it shrank. No, <laughs> oh. and we only get it bigger. shrank and I, and I grew. <laughs> it's the nature sure of the game. Grow? <laughs> right? Yeah, it could just be we've all just grown. It might be B5 just five. <laughs> What's the problem? We all got good jobs now, so we're all just eating a lot and like, oh shit, this is, this is our own doing that we're doing. But I'm looking forward to living in the dojo with JJ, where it's just like, oh, right. the mojo yeah. dojo casa. Well, you know what? I will say though, and I want to, I want to give you guys a shout out. The reason why I was trying to, when I was telling you, I was trying to find y'all's podcast yeah. again. Um, y'all are the only podcast that I know, and even the, from all the podcasts I've seen in San Antonio, because it's very lucky, but it's very niche, very uh, right. Chaz and two one zero and all that stuff. I love my city, but y'all are the only ones that actually have legitimate topics to talk about. Everything else, it's like. Today we have a vendor, so tell us your story. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna like you're I said, Mexican. Oh, great! Yeah, well, when I started my chamoy business, there's like 70 chamoy businesses. Look, hey, but one of them has like it was a vegan and sugar and salt free. I, I, I was one that I was like, I was like, you know what? That's pretty fucking cool. It's like vegan. It's made of like healthy chamoy. I'm like, I'm oh for yeah, that. the I, I know bro, what you're all about. chamoy is vegan. It's literally vinegar and fruits. But it was it was something special about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ask me the algorithm. Called, like, he fell for the gluten free thing. It's, it's also gluten free. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! No, I, I I don't I don't like it that much. Yeah, I, I, I don't asked, put myself out there. I don't like. I've been much. asked literally by dozens of podcasts in the last six months to go on, and I've all told them. No, but when I heard about you, I was like, I'm coming. So so here we have this bottle of chamoy that we're gonna put on some gushers and we're gonna dry it on a sheet pan and then you're gonna have a chamoy with gushers. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, he might be onto something. No, 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 objectively would be delicious doing that. But once you do it once and once you see it, it's like, all right, you put the chamoy in the gushers and tahin, I must charge you. You can't call yourself creative or a small business if you're doing the same thing 40 other people are doing. Okay, well, we're not shitting. We're done. We're done. Well, with our with our, well, with our side, I, I just Bubalubo does have a spicy flavor. I mean, like like we said, some shows hit, some shows don't. No. But we are trying to pave a way in a way that not because we did research when we created this show because mm. I, um good it, it was like what other Mexican American podcast like number three was just a podcast dedicated to Selena. I'm like, bro, that career is like five years. I right, know right, how, right. How, how you're st- Once you get to her ga- being shot, it's like, well, well <laughs> and no offense. Like we love Selena. And then it's right, still yeah, like, right. It's like, it's got a built in. I don't like Selena. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. That, that is a controversial <laughs> take that I don't know if I can let slide. I've made that public. I what? Don't like Selena. Dude. So like the funny, music or the funny person? note, <laughs> funny note, a really crappy wrestler no. in Lebanon. Uh, was like he would wear a t-shirt that said I'm, I'm happy that Selena died and I wish she was still wrestling I would buy that shirt for you <laughs> oh my god dude but um just side note it's just like all we want to do is because I me and JJ are first or second generation depending on how you want to see it he's third or fourth right um and it's just kind of like it's very hard, like we were talking about off air, to define what Mexican American is, to right. define this culture, because it's just kind of like, even if you look at the census, it's like, well, fuck, I don't know what bubble to fill sometimes. I don't know. I don't ever know. Right. <laughs> and then it just goes on to like, how do we talk about 
uh, how we go on vacations, what movie, our representation in movies and TV shows. Right. Uh, we have had small episodes where it's just like, um, it's, why are you so white? Kind of thing, right? And talking about that, the no sabo kids <laughs> all over the place. Casito, Casito, Chapel in Colorado, no sabo. But that, yeah. So we talk about those things, and actually, I want to bring it back to the topic real quick. Ah, fucking, we have a friend that has a has a show called Back to the Topic, and he he's a fan of the show. He's been on Elijah. We hate. He'll be him. on again he's, at the end of this. Yeah, show. he sucks. He's gonna be on. He's gonna be on when I'm gone, and so he's just gonna be in my house drinking all my booze, which he's done multiple times. Invite me. I'm not against yes. it. What'd you say? <laughs> Invite him. There you go. Fine. You guys can all have a big party while I'm gone for my birthday. And you're like, look, I'm sober. I'm just watching them drink your booze. Exactly. <laughs> like, I- I'm going to drink all your bottled water <laughs> and not recycle. <laughs> right. <laughs> to double fist. I don't know why you're double fisting waters. I love Do water. that again for the Instagram. Oh, wow. He did it. Okay. I'm just making sure. Don't, nobody do n- nothing nefarious with that. That what? said, Juan, his brother, get on it. No, but I, I want to go back to some of the artists because like, we talked about like Frida Kahlo, amazing yeah. artist. But I got, I got drawn oh, into Mexico. Oh, glasses. Oh, you what? Not on me, but like, it was always cheaper to go to Mexico to get anything done. Uh huh. Right, like, root canal, Mexico. Right. <laughs> I, I need new glasses, Mexico. Right. So one of the times when I needed new glasses, I got my eyes checked and did everything, and they're like, "Oh yeah, just go across the street. They'll give you glasses, twenty bucks." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. When I went there, the lady was like showing all the frames to me, and she was like, "These are Frida Kahlo," and I was like, "What?" I thought she died. <laughs> she makes glasses now. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that was a real thing. Yeah, are these it? Uh, Frida, not the ones that I had, but but yeah, she's a brand now. I get. Well, look at see, look at. I still have the case. Like I keep my uh, precision screwdrivers in there now. But look at now, you can get a Frida Kahlo portrait with sunglasses because it's so cool and hip. And there she is on candles, and, and that thing. She became too much of a brand. Well, the but- thing was when the lady told me she was like, "Es una artista," and in Spanish that can mean she's a pop star. She's an actual painter. Uh-huh. She's a telenovela. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's, it's multiple things. So when she told me, es un artista, I was like, de qué? I, right. <laughs> I know Frida Kahlo is like really great historically. Absolutely. But she was taken over by hipsters, so I've just uh, never been. Well, that's, that, so I, yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I don't want to discredit Frida Kahlo, but, I, but the reason why I go in with Diego Rivera, which is because... That was my introduction to, but, but to that, that era of art. That isn't taken over by hipsters. Diego Rivera is like, you need to look him up to know what he right. did. Right, if you don't know already. And so, like, my The, the hipsterish he got was that he's on a Rage Against the Machines cover. Right. And and so, like, the Frida Kahlo art I saw was after. that. In my upbringing, that wasn't any of the art that was on the walls like this was. My tia had this on her wall ever since I could remember. And then she also had a metal version of this as well, like a like a sheet metal one. And so I looked at that, I go, that's really cool. My cousin has braids like that. And then I moved on with my life. And then my sister went to college, and I was really young when um, I, my sister went to college, I was six years old, and then she bought a painting, um, and I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, this is my family. And it was oh, the only the, thing, huh? 
No, not the one I was thinking. Come on. Which one are you thinking about? No, like I was saying, I know it's a Rage Against the Machine, but I saw it way before it was a Rage Against the Machine thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the the first time I saw him, and I didn't know it was um, Diego Rivera, it was a, the Zapatista uprising photo. Or not photo, painting. Painting. Yeah. So, no, that was not my family. We were not <laughs> Zapatistas. This one here? Yeah. Yeah. But no, mine was something completely different. And it was what I just had it and I lost it. I used to think that home interior art was Mexican art. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) The the lady sitting at the piano with the kid at like the. My my favorite thing about random pieces of art is that every Mexican house has a picture of Jesus. Or Tiger. (laughs) Or Tiger Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But um, my friend Edward was like, yeah, he had a Jehovah's Witness come in. He was like, oh, do you believe in Jesus? And it's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Then why do you have a photo of him over there? It's like. It's Mexican, huh? It's right. Is is, is Kennedy Mexican? No, but did a lot of families have Kennedy in our house growing up? Absolutely. (laughs) No, but the piece I'm talking about is La Piñata. That was one that she brought from college. I've never seen this before. You've never seen this? one Mm -mm. so this one i saw it and she had it on her dorm or or apartment in college at ucla and i was counting down all of my family members in the thing i'm the baby so i'm the one crying and so then my (laughs) sister is the one who's the oldest who looks like the the biggest she's the one right there my brother's rushing my cousin art my cousin andy my cousin guillermo my cousin christina my cousin rachel my cousin christopher everybody was there in that photo and and i knew it was a painting i knew it was not real but the fact that i could see that action and that piece right here was like that is that's me up there that's what I am and so I got really into his artwork and you look into the politics of it it's very yeah. you know he's a goddamn communist but he was no but it, a lot of it had to do with like labor and what's up <laughs> no no I'm just laughing because uh, like my dad sat me down when I was fi- a fi- uh, in fifth grade and I had to write a whole bunch of history papers mm-hmm. and I got was issued write a paper on Emiliano Zapata I didn't know who he was I was ten right and then. Um, but I have vague ideas of things. Like I remember, and this was because of news and Nickelodeon type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I got a question right that no one had else uh, had ever gotten right in my fifth grade class. Right? What uh, Cuban? What uh, communist country is within 90, uh, 90 miles of America? And I was like, Cuba. Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're not supposed to know that at nine, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's absolutely fair. There was a whole missile crisis about that. Of course, we should know. Unless you live in Florida. Yeah. Right. But, That's a pigs in the base. Somehow, but I just mean like everything. My knowledge is very general, but I just remember my dad sitting me down, open a beer, and be like, "Miliano Sabata believed that the man that worked the land should own the land." I'm like, "So a communist?" <laughs> <laughs> not he's exactly. like, no, 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 not not like that. It was it was something else, and I'm like. Okay, and I just accepted it. Right. And then at a certain point, I did go through my own communist stage, and I was like, no, that was communist, 100%. Right. <laughs> they, Trotsky got sent to Mexico. Yeah, and Trotsky's everything. right there. No, it's and then you got fucking marks over here. Like, and, But that was the thing. But you look at those pieces right there, these big fucking murals all over the U.S. and Mexico and everywhere, and it's like, oh, my God. You, you would find like a piece that was maybe just that portion, just the middle, and then you zoom out, and it's all this other stuff, talking about labor, talking about farmers, talking about people working the land and being from the central valley nothing but farms my grandfather being a sheep shearer my dad picking apples growing up at like age five that was the imagery that i was like this is what my life is so not only was it the family but it was the work it was the culture it was the hair it was the skin color of kind of the dark skin tones that they use as opposed to the other artists i'm gonna shout out real quick because i actually looked it up it's one guy that made all of these 
we joke about it a lot. You're talking about the Jesus that's in every household. What other piece of Mexican art is in every household? It is huh? The tiger. Not the tiger. <laughs> it's not what I'm thinking about. It's not the tiger. It's all that Mary Kay. The Aztec calendar. The Aztec. Goddamn right, JJ. I knew I could trust you. The goddamn volcano lady. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. I pulled oh, it up. The oh, the, the panaderia calendar. Yeah. The, even, <laughs> uh, ironically, uh, even Cheech did it in his movie. He was like, <sighs> right. This guy right here. Jesus Elguera, right here. He's a Mexican painter, but he was of Spanish heritage, like yourself. And no, he fled to Mexico. These during are the, the people we killed. Right? No. <laughs> well, no. The guy does the voiceovers for those. Yeah. What? No, not that one. Not that. Yeah. I also did two. So yeah, send us those later. We'll throw it in. No, but so he was a Mexican painter. He was a Spanish heritage, but he fled Mexico during the Mexican Revolution. Then fled back to Mexico when the Spanish Civil War happened. So you're just going back and forth. Dang. And so, but he was this artist, and and this company, it was. Um, Cigarra La Moderna, a tobacco company, said, we want you to make this calendar artwork. Oh, yeah. He was in the matches, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. Was, the, those shitty, like, I hated Mexican matches. Oh, I know matches what you're talking about. Yeah, Because, yeah, yeah. like, they were flimsy, right? Like, the actual stick wasn't wood. It, it was, was paper. Like, paper. <laughs> it was cardboard, yeah. 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 So you had to, like, actually press it with your thumb. And, right. And as a, you know, five-year-old kid trying to light a black cat, it's like... <laughs> Do I lose my thumb like when I strike the match right. or when I light the firework? <laughs> right, right. Oh, uh, not Mexican matches in soccer. I'm talking about the actual matches. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, they, there's some of them right there. But yeah, no. So this guy made all of the images, and I learned a little bit about kind of what his inspirations were. And it was a lot of just like Aztec mythology, Catholicism. But then the other one that made me laugh, I didn't notice fucking all of these art pieces, pinup girls. So that huh. very pinup. Image you right there, so he had the obviously I mean, the calendars. I actually know some racists that have Mexican pinup girl tattoos. Like that's such a <laughs> popular art style, and I'm right. just like, why'd you get that? Well, that's the thing, chicks, man. Chicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. So, so the era that this was was uh, obviously after the um, the Mexican Revolution. So Mexico was like, oh, these art pieces, we can use them to kind of drum up support for this Mexico that we've just got out of a huge fucking war for. It's, so it's weird that like the revolutionaries lost. Right. And um, Mexico goes through a renaissance afterwards where there's a whole bunch of art. Everything's really cool to the point that even Fidel Castro and Che Guevara were hanging out in Mexico. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you got a lot of this imagery where they're all kind of fair skinned. Like these are the whitest Mexicans you'll ever see, but they're like, big families this traditional aztec art you have like the fucking the guys with the sarapes and the guitars no you've seen all of these like you look at all of these ones some mexican restaurants mexican restaurants fucking album covers it's this idealized version of mexico that when you look at all these pictures you're familiar he was around during world war ii was he uh, probably yeah to a, degree. He, a little bit later he died around that era but no the, there was like a cold, I, cold I was about ad. to say like I, I can't draw for shit so I shouldn't really judge but the children that you passed by three images ago I'm like that's adults that are drawn poorly that one <laughs> <laughs> These are no no up up uh, it was right above it oh, yeah. <laughs> those are real children okay in the 40s and 30s they looked like real adults if it wasn't for me dating that art major where it was just like some people suck at drawing kids they just draw adults small <laughs> Hey, I cannot unsee that. Right, no, hey, I'm gonna get a regular piece of paper for for these adults, and now the actual adults are gonna be on canvas. You leave little tiny Lord of this alone, all right? With her grown ass face. Okay, no, you leave her alone. I, I asked. 
I asked the World War II. Right <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Go ahead, JJ. I He's asked like, the World War II question because have you ever seen Mexican propaganda? Yeah. Have you seen Mexican propaganda no. posters? Oh, my God. They're fucking sick of shit. They're it's hype like a, as fuck. It's like a golden eagle tearing up a Nazi flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this Our one... eagle's bigger than yours, bitch. <laughs> well, let's see if I can find it. I know the one you're talking about. I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, damn it. Where'd it go? Mexico. Por la libertad. 1942. Yeah, Mexico flag colors in the background. Exactly. The like, you didn't know Mexico's sky was green and red at the same time with an angelic white behind it? No, I like this one here. This is a real popular one. I don't think they really... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Americans all, let's fight for victory. Americanos todos, luchamos por la victoria. Dude, I saw that image as like a child and I was like, is that Chente? <laughs> <laughs> Chente and Uncle Sam fighting side by side against the Nazis. Let's fucking go, baby. But no, I, I was looking at like the, all that calendar art. And it's like, I have seen this in different versions. I love this guy. This guy's my favorite. I want to AI is that Photoshop. Chente again? No. <laughs> no, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> no, he thought Burt Reynolds was Mexican for the longest time because hey, of I the did mustache. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes. I'm yeah, not I alone. did too. I, I, one time they told us to do, uh, <laughs> I think it was in school. They were like, who's your favorite like Hispanic, like, you know, hero or macho man, some shit like that. And I was like, oh, Burt Reynolds. That guy's fucking. <laughs> he wears a cowboy hat. He's tan, has a mustache like my dad. <laughs> uh, uh, something Bronson. I don't fucking Oh, uh, Charles, Charles Bronson. Bronson. Yeah. That oh, he Mexican. was big in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in Mexico yeah. loved fucking He's Death about Wish. to sing a fucking voice. He's about Dude, to fucking. That's my Theo Juan for sure. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Burt Reynolds. He's going to come out of some novela right now. <laughs> Okay, he does. I think, count as was, I think he was in Dos Mujeres Un Camino. <laughs> funny, funny note. Like, so this is a country artist, but look up a picture of Emiliano, uh, Emiliano Navarro. Emiliano Navarro. It looks the same as fucking Burt Reynolds. Okay, I thought, I'll, I thought you were say Emiliano did you get it right? Because I just got some realtor. What's the artist's name? <laughs> Emiliano Navarro. Try country artist. Yeah. Maybe. How small is this country artist? He's literally only famous in Texas. Okay. Nope, not getting him. Emiliano Navarro. That's spelled sure. right. Because I'm just getting. Just type Emiliano and then country artist and see if he shows up. <laughs> All right, Emiliano <laughs> country artist. Don't I can put Texas? Uh, nope, getting this guy. Try uh, okay. One more try, and then we got to move on. <laughs> try Emiliano no Navarro album. Because <laughs> <laughs> that always works. Watch it work. Mm, nope. Then, I mean, I got Pedro Pascal. It's as best as I got. Anyway, all right, look yeah, at that's him. That's him. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. No, but I do want to get myself photoshopped on this guy holding two beers and a horse in the background. I mean, you have all like the. Oh, um, look, it's La Chalupa. There you go. See, it's La Chalupa. But no, but it was authentic back then. It was that. Yeah, it was this no. guy drawing from his heart these images where he's like, I want to make this this you, like you would criticize earlier this perfect vision of what Chicanos are or whatever. And this is right. the perfect image of what Mexicans were. The woman's out here with a with a boat full of fruit. The guy's are here. He's got a hat and his cool dancing scarf. And you got the vaquero just riding off into the sunset with his three kids happily waiting at home for him to go cheat on his wife. Mm. That, you know that's what's happening right there. You know that's exactly what's happening right there. Cheat on my mom. <laughs> did he have a horse and right off into the sunset? I yes. had a dad for like two seconds. So I don't, I don't okay, know. look at see, look at look at that was you, JJ, right there in the little hat, right there. No, That's I would have been you. taking off his boots. Oh, <laughs> did you take off your dad's boots? Yes. That's pretty fucking cool, man. <laughs> That's the thing. We can't do that with our kids now. What's happening over there? I found a picture like of Emiliano, and I was like, oh. put put it on that uh, right there. Come on. Put your hand behind it. No, cover, put your hand behind the phone so I can. I have to, I have one hand. Oh, well, there you go. It's me, Down. Leo. Oh my god! 
<laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know anything about that one. It was Emilio, not Emiliano. See, yeah. I'd get that one tattooed. Ooh. Hey, ooh, look at it. We're getting salacious here. But yeah, this is all the same. I think it's, yeah, Jesus Rivera. Look, all these ones. But then that one right there, I've seen a billion times and times before. So yeah. I want to just shout out that guy because just the iconography, you've seen it on, like you said, the matchboxes, Some the calendars. Somebody should do art of my wrist because this is the most Mexican thing you can do. I've had this on for like six days now. You could, Can you oh, cut it off yet wristband. or no? The medical wristband? Every Mexican. I was in the hospital. Every time oh, I go I'm to the sick. buffet, I'm like, I need to hang on to this. Oh, man, diabetic. Um, hang on to this for at I, least a week so that I can go back for free. Not related to anything on the podcast, but yesterday when I was driving to go see Scream. I've done that. I've gone back in the hospital. <laughs> for the free breakfast tacos because I was like, man, I won. And then I forgot I had it on. And the lady's like, oh, you need help? I was like, I was just trying to find the cafeteria. <laughs> fucking went back and the lady saw my wrist. I was going to pay and she's like, oh, no, you're good. And she just gave me my two tacos I left. <laughs> so you're out here defrauding hospitals of their cafeteria food. Hey, I was already admitted. Hey, hey, he pays his taxes. I pay hey, look, at, okay, one, one thing hey, real that's quick. That's the part of your story that's missing when you got, like, the finger up the butt and uh, the dick surgery. So... Okay, first of all, that was pre-show. That was pre-show antics right there. People aren't going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Second of all, I will... It's in your lore. They know it by now. You've told the story seven times. Okay, the butt surgery... Or not the butt surgery. The butt, the butt thing. Yes. He now needed a bigger butt, guys. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not really working. No. Put your butt cheeks. Just, right now. Right. My left butt cheeks. size 12 shits with a size 9 anus. <laughs> I think that's just constipation, but whatever. What do I know? No. I will say this though, uh, UC Davis Medical Center. My my nephew is like 14 years old now, mm-hmm. is a, was a preemie, and so he was at the hospital a lot. So we went to go to visit him in the hospital. The little baby, six months old worth of growth, but at nine months. And UC Davis Medical Center, they're fucking. They make smash burgers there. What on like hot on the fucking grill right there? I know where like, I'm gonna get my scent taken out. No shit, dude. <laughs> and so like no, they were making it. They had curly fries. They had the curly fries that they're dipping in the grease. Like, I'm pretty sure they use like lard, dude. That was mm. so good. It wasn't just the trauma of like a baby almost dying, but it was delicious ass food. I kind of want to go back. I've been missing those burgers. Is this the hospital where the babies almost die? <laughs> right. Great. <laughs> it's, burgers are here, look, guys. Look, it's called the NICU, okay? <laughs> the neonatal <laughs> intensive care unit. It's a real place. They should name a burger after that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the NICU if, if double slam. I'm, I'm sorry your baby died today. We're going to name the Whoppers after him today. <laughs> oh, no. Not the Whoppers. Not the Double Deckers. But anyway. Uh, I, I'll, I'll finish. already died earlier. You get Since the Whopper Juniors. <laughs> the Double Cheeseburger with Swiss is going to be named after Whoa. him. <laughs> Why'd you bring those kids meals in here? What? Her baby just does. Her baby died. Oh, no. She, she's not supposed to bring in these. These are oh, just, 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 just saying toy. hospitals have the crematory next to the cafeteria. Look, if I'm eating people, mm. I don't care. Them shits work delicious. Mm-hmm. If you're That's a Bob's Burgers joke, if you are cooking French fries, one. was it episode one? Okay. It was episode yeah. one. They they are literally right next. to Oh, the that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. 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 Because I, I was trying to like, remember that. No, but otherwise, I just want to round out my just art picks because, I mean, we're running a little long. We're having a good time. I like this episode. We Every time we do this show, we go, we need a part two. We always say that. We always I get know. a part two with this shit. Well, we literally were planning future episodes. And it's like, all right, that'll be a part two. That'll right. Be part we two. literally have, like, we have to cycle back. We have to cycle back to our old episodes. But real quick, Posada, got to shout out my boy. That's him. That's our logo. That was the big inspiration from that. Uh, okay. uh, Guadalupe Posada, uh, Lithographs. Um, La Catrina, you've seen that piece yeah, I've seen that before. a billion times. Yeah, I've 
million times. Actually, we sell that on our store. It's public domain. So huh. I can have that sold anywhere you want. But, but that one right there, that was the inspiration for our logo, that little guy right there. Because he's like, it looks like a little guy. His proportions are all off. He's not like a tall, skinny skeleton. He's like a short, short, stubby guy with a little blade. So, so right. <laughs> I also threw in Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro is also an inspiration. I did cast the Mario. I love this guy. It's a me with the blade. <laughs> Mamma mia! What do they say in Spanish? What's the equivalent of Mamma mia in Spanish? It's in Italian. <laughs> 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 Mira bien, hijo de tu pinche. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something Luigi would say. Beach yeah, I know. Pinche cabrones. That's why Luigi somehow. <laughs> anyway, uh, but no, also shout out, just real quick, Guillermo del Toro. I'm just throwing out my last few bits. En and Mexico then. no decimos con permiso. Dijimos. I love Guillermo. Guillermo is... You love Guillermo del Toro? Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo of Bull? Guillermo. Of the Bull. Of, of the, the bull. bull. What? It's supposed to be bad English. <laughs> or Spanish. Um, Either way. I, I'm a huge fan of Guillermo. Uh, I really love anytime I come across one of his interviews, especially in Spanish, they tend to hype me up because I am so pissed. I, I pulled the quotes. If you want to read, if you, if you like any of these quotes, these quotes are sick I, as fuck. I, I'm so pissed that Disney didn't allow him to direct Haunted Mansion. I know. I know. Or uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. He wanted to do that, too. I would have yeah. shat myself if he would have directed that. Then he that. was going to do PT but, with Hideo Kojima? Like, yeah. And then they just put him in the game. <laughs> it's like a, a standard character. Yeah. I hated Death Stranding. Stranding. That was <laughs> we, we legit had this conversation on our um, just our off-brand chat Ooh. where it's just like, dude, they keep taking projects away from him that I just want to see. It's because yeah. he won't compromise. Right. But, like uh, You're 100% right, and Sam said that in the chat. But, like, they took away Justice League Dark. He's like, the problem with DC is these characters are too powerful. So if you make a movie about just Satana and Constantine trying to figure out how magic works, people are going to want to watch it. Right. And I was like, down. Yeah, down. Exactly. Right. Um, and then the other thing is he just released a still of his Mountains of Madness movie. And he's like, yeah, they took this away from me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had heard rumors that he was going to take over, like, the Goosebump series at one point. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, like, shit. Why not? I was like, dude, if he does that, like, I would just die. He's got to have one project that's really good that's coming out that they just need to let him have. Holy shit, dude. That was yeah. the, the picture? Yeah. yeah. Fuck all of that. <laughs> Look, I've only seen a handful of Guillermo del Toro movies because I am scared of the spooky monsters. What was the one movie? Uh, it's also like a haunted house type. Uh, what is it called? Uh, it has what's his face from Loki. Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, no. no what's the, his the, Owen Wilson. It's like. Crimson or Crimson Peak. Yeah. That yeah. is the closest you're gonna get to a haunted mansion movie from him. I think that he salvaged what he could from yeah. the from the mm -hmm. script to make that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's very, very like on point with very that. spooky so, is what you're saying. Very spooky for I'm very times. happy that horror is not my genre because the Guillermo movie that they didn't take away from Guillermo. Pacific Rim, and that's right up my fucking alley. I love Pacific Rim. So here's the thing: so Pacific Rim is the best dumb movie ever, and then Pacific Rim Two is the dumbest best movie ever. Hey, it got a sequel, so it got a sequel. It got a sequel. It's time to cancel. I know, but they did take that away from him. But one of my favorite stories coming out of Pacific Rim is Charlie Day. Who's right. uh, in those movies? Of, <laughs> of it's always sunny in Philadelphia fame. 
is in Pacific Rim. And he had directed a few episodes of It's Always Sunny mm-hmm. by by the time he shows up in the movie. Um but after he meets with Guillermo and he's in the movie and he, you know, establishes a friendship with Guillermo, mm-hmm. uh, Guillermo comes on and directs an episode or two of Sonny. But not only that, he inspires Charlie into, like, being a better director. He teaches him, like... I need to find well, these episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you have to do. If you're if you're going to shoot this, you want to do it like this. I would love <laughs> to just meet that man and pick his For, brain. Or every, just let him just talk. Just talk about his monsters. Let him talk about his monsters. So he loves every, them. Every time he does an interview, because, like, my since I speak Spanish... A lot of my TikTok feed is like it's half English and half Spanish, right, and right. like twenty five percent chicks in their underwear. <laughs> it's only twenty five percent. Come on, it, it's gotten down a bit. <laughs> I've been watching the Guillermo quotes longer. Okay, yeah, every time he does like an interview or a Q and A in a Mexican college or mm-hmm. a, you know an Argentinian college, mm-hmm. not exactly sure where these interviews take place, but he's speaking in Spanish. And every time he he tells these students, like, gives them some nuggets of wisdom, I'm like, shit, I could use this not only in, like, filmmaking, but, like, just in life. life right. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I've heard like, some of his no. stuff. He said, I've seen some of his quotes and stuff. I remember somebody asked him such a stupid question, but I didn't. it didn't hit me either. But it was like, they're like, where do you get all your inspirations from your mon- for your monsters? And he's like. From Mexican culture, right? Well, <laughs> right. I, I, I remember because um, Guillermo del Toro was really underground in in, in a sense. Like mm-hmm. I didn't watch; he wasn't Tarantino for me as a teenager, kind of thing. Is what I mean. And then the first time I heard about uh, one of his interviews was JJ telling me, like, uh, "Dude, you got to check into and this guy." They interviewed him, and he was like, "Yeah, I think Americans are dumb." Like, um, <laughs> I mean, the thing was a big hit in Mexico. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. And it was a flop in America. <laughs> right. Well, that was the thing. Like, he'll talk about movies. He'll be like, I like Frankenstein. That's pretty cool. No, I got this quote right here. He calls out literally Anglos, like, as a whole. It's pretty hilarious. He calls them Anglos. That's not me calling them that. So he goes, the way I love monsters is a Mexican way of loving monsters, which is that I am not judgmental. The Anglo way of seeing things is that of monsters are exceptional and, and bad. And people are good, but in my movies, creatures are taken for granted. It's like, yeah, we see American culture sees monsters as like, let's kill them. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Did you yeah. guys watch the new Ninja Turtles? They want to milk them. They, every time there's a monster, we got to milk them <laughs> and we got to kill them my because they're different. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll We're being milked. <laughs> well, sticking with Guillermo del Toro, um, it's one of my favorite movies. I think it's criminally underrated because whenever people make a top three or top five list of best comic book movies, mm-hmm. they'll be like, uh, They'll they'll go into a whole bunch of Marvel and DC movies, and I'm like, I think Hellboy Two deserves to be yeah. in the top. Hellboy Two is yeah. fucking Hellboy. spooky, <laughs> God. But when it comes to like respecting monsters, like the, you literally have the elf that's just like, we're just trying to survive, yeah. right? And right. then at the end when he dies, he's like, why do you choose their world over ours? We just are, that's deserve- the thesis of the entire film. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> he even says it like halfway through. He's like, you have more in common with us than with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why right. do you side with them? <laughs> yeah. So. I, I love I love just the monsters. I love his ideas, and I love the fact that after he won an Academy Award, he went to In and Out. That was pretty cool for my California soul. <laughs> well, after after he won the Academy Award and after he In and Out, I thought it was cool that he took some time off. Then he was just like, "I'm going to open a film school a little bit in Mexico and try to." 
do what I can to help the next generation. Right. Also, his TV show on Netflix, criminally underrated as well. Which one was that one again? Cabinet of Curiosity. Cabin, yeah, Cabinet of Curiosity. Cabinet I've only Curiosity. seen the first two episodes. I didn't even watch the rest of them. Well, it's spooky time, so that is another pitch that we Literally can go came to. out a year ago. That's, That's right. Cool. It's still available. No, but I want to just shout out first time chatters just real quick. Arigato Vato. I love that name. Look up Gonzalez Camarena and Clemente Orozco artwork. I just didn't want to forget that. And then El Germ, shout out to Enrique Castillo Tattoos. So, everyone's got their inspirations. El Germ says I look familiar. I don't know. Maybe you saw the ginger TikTok. Or maybe mm-hmm. you watched What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> and he's Nandor. So, any other inspirations? Or do we want to just save it for part two? Which, of course, you're going to be welcome back for any time to the studio. Of course. We haven't made complete rivals out of you, nor have we disrespected you yet. I mean, we can. We still got about four more minutes. It takes uh, a lot. I was, I was actually going to say that with his background, I think the next episode should be retouching music. I think. Yeah, we didn't give you. Yeah, that was actually the one thing is you had a lot of artistic <laughs> things. You're like musicians. You're like, I want to talk about musicians. And I'm like, so TV. No. Um, but that's that's where part one can go. But musicians, that's your fucking realm. You can you two can go at it about punk rock localities. And and areas I, and fun. Well, that was going to be part of the whole thing with the art where I was saying, like, I know we got like a few minutes, but no, we got we got as much time as you want. But I just don't want to take too much of your time. <laughs> I got to work. Go. I don't work <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't, no, I actually never asked that. Is consecration your full time job? Yeah, fucking awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is my full time job. I make. Uh, I'll tell you what I do afterwards. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like uh, just, just to touch on the music uh, and like with Kukuipas and all the stuff that we're doing, like. All, all of the festivals and stuff that I do are are just made, like I said earlier, are made to focus on new artists right now, whether they're musicians or actual like legit artists or small businesses. Um, I'm trying to use the power of my platform mm-hmm. uh, to bring notice to these people that are in our city that are doing amazing things. There's plenty of, 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 of musicians out there. I was uh, just talking to somebody at Jefferson's Bodega the other day. And I knew I was doing something right when it came to the Rock Fest when this person came to me and said, like, hey, it's hard for us to get booked at shows. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, because there's no room for us. And because they're like a progressive type rock band or whatever. San Antonio is very metal. And yeah. I had like noticed yeah. this like before beforehand. And I said, man, I got to do something. I got to create something that will showcase like these oddities of music that what well, people think that are odd in San Antonio, which is progressive punk, indie. Like you, you mm-hmm. I, I promise you, when we did Rockfest, we have a, there's a band called Recreating Eden, which is fucking amazing. People were like, oh, they're from like Austin or Dallas, right? And we're like, no, they're from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. A lot of the bands that they were, they thought they were from somewhere else. And was like, no, this is in your own backyard. You people just choose not to listen to them. Amazing band. Uh, listen to their song, Veins. Oh, my God. It's going to, like, throw you for a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, uh, represent them and another band. And um, so I, I decided Rockfest came about because I said, we need to create something that's going to, like, focus on San Antonio music that's not heard of. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was made for. Um, it had huge, huge success that day. We got, we got reached out by a lot of people. Techport reached out to us. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of people fighting for the next year's Rock Fest, and we're even looking at doing it at the Alamo Dome. Damn. Damn. So I mean, we I mean, the guy himself on one of my posts, the 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 lead uh, organizer for the shows and stuff at Alamo Dome, he's like, "See you in 2025," and I was just like. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but but you also have to wear the purple Selena outfit oh, because God. we know Could how much you, you love her. I'm gonna do the washing machine. Do the washing machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean that this is why I do the events and that's why I, 
uh, Rockfest 2024 is so important because uh, at the end of the day, uh, as much as I think as any creator at You Make Content, you want everybody loves the popularity of it. Everybody loves getting recognized and stuff. I actually hate it. And not to, <laughs> not to hate on the people that come up to me and say hello or whatever. Right, right, right. There, there's so much that comes with being a big creator. There's drama. There's there's just so much. There's a lot of stuff that happens. There's a wrestler that talks about that. Um, a lot of people on, in this Instagram influencer world, mm -hmm. they struggle to be famous. And it's just like you don't realize that at a certain point you're not getting energy from people. You're just literally spending your entire time giving your energy. You're really draining your cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're really draining your cup. And so now I've just kind of started taking things slowly and said, okay, I know for a fact that I am going to become irrelevant at some point. Nobody's going to care about me. So what? how do I continue to give back to my community? Mm -hmm. And that's when I started saying, I'm going to coordinate these events. I'll make one announcement here, which I know a lot, a lot of people are going to be watching anyways to see me. But in 2024, maybe early 2025, we want to do our own Chancla Con where we invite what? a bunch of Latino oh, artists nice. out, uh, characters, voice actors, all that stuff. And my buddy Rolando Molina, who's a, a, an amazing actor, and you probably know him, he plays Baby Joker next Friday. Mm, he right, will yeah. be here at Cucuy uh, uh, Fest for meet and greets. And I had told him about doing a, an all Latino film festival, which I, I know I'm not the only one that it exists in that realm. Mm -hmm. um, but it's gonna be not that not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> which guy? You said Baby Joker from next Friday. Little, it's Baby Joker. That's not him. Baby Joker. Well, I mean, that's what you told me. Baby Joker from next Friday. Why does it come up him? Little Joker. Little Joker. I don't know. Let's just Little Joker. Uh, you're giving me the wrong information. Just type in Rolando Molina. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. It's 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 Emiliano all over again. Yeah, it's Emiliano all over again. <laughs> Uh, and we just named uh, our film festival. There it's going to be the Rolando Molina Film Festival. What? Yeah, he's in. He's in. He's in a new Netflix show called Unstable too. He's so he's a still hardworking, good actor. But we know that there's a lot of talents out there. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to go the Desi way. I'm trying to create my own production studio. Uh, I've worked really, really hard with a lot of the connections that I have in the city. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of film like anywhere we want. Kind of do all this really cool stuff. Um, but because the, you know the culture in San Antonio, it's it's very crab-like for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, it just sucks because there's a lot of great talent out there, but people have been yeah. burned so many times by other people. You, someone like me comes out and makes a promise, and it's like they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna be like everybody else." I believe else. it when I say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when I I'm gonna tell you right now, I did Rockfest. People are like, "I'll believe it when I see it," and I did it, and that still wasn't enough. They're so, like, oh, well, let's see what happens next. So, so right, yeah. It wasn't San Antonio, but it was a cultural thing. It's that, a cultural uh, thing. Yeah, that, not a San Antonio that, thing. But. That, that I experienced where I booked um, – I used to book shows in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. And I, it's a college town. And I booked my friend. And I started trying to tell people about it. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I was behind the bar and I was like, oh, I, I booked my friend. Please come back. He was voted number one rapper in Austin two times in a row. And they were like, just in Austin, huh? And I was like – Say, motherfucker, you live in Lubbock. You live in Lubbock. Your existence is the capital of the world. Yes. A lot of what we get in San Antonio is, uh, well, I've never heard of him. Well, that's the whole point. That's because you're, you're walking around going, la, 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 la. Yeah, exactly. You never heard of him. I'm sorry they're not on MTV. I don't know. Yeah, well, what the, because you're not fucking listening. It, it, that's, that's it. And that's what's sad. There's, there's a lot of really amazing so fucking talent. So I'd be like, hey, let me come back. There's a lot of amazing talent. Have you talent. heard of? Right, <laughs> they get they get overlooked because there's this bubble that's there in San Antonio, 
and I, I I get it. I love my city, but at the same time, I, I gotta tell y'all the harsh truth. It there's this bubble, and if you don't fit in this bubble, yeah. And if you're not gonna, if that person's not gonna benefit from you in any way, shape, or form, then mm-hmm. they want nothing to do with you. So it's like you're gonna tell me that we're gonna let all these amazing musicians, all these amazing artists, you know, just go unseen. All these amazing small business go unseen because they don't fit whatever criteria you have. Like getting on the news that's in San Antonio is so old. I've been on the news like four times there. <laughs> right. That was the clip that I shared. I'm like, hey, this guy's important. He's been on Ken's Five. <laughs> He's been on the goddamn news. <laughs> Be, I'm going to tell you, being on the news does not have the same significance it used to. Like anybody can get on the news now. I haven't been on the news. I want to be on the news. Oh, you want to rob the 7-Eleven? No, I don't want to be on the news for crimes. <laughs> I, look, I, I'll say this. Because Do you have a day in San Antonio yet? I had a friend that, or I knew somebody very close to me that got a day in Austin. It's like, why did they get a day? I'm really close have... enough. Yeah, you know, what, you, need, you know, what, you need to ask for a day. Get a chocolate cat in a day. Three artists asked to do a mural of my face on a wall somewhere. Damn, that's I'm dope. Like, I'm like, not my face. Look it, do, do the logo, but not <laughs> my face. Look it. Here's the thing: you're better than I am because I'm be like, yeah, put my goddamn face on that wall, baby. No, it's and weird. You you would think that like at this point in time, like, oh, I got like, all these followers. Like, I love the attention. I like you said, like it's really energy draining. So you have to, like, express yourself creatively in a different way. And mm-hmm. so people are like, oh, so you're, like, an event coordinator. Oh, you're a music promoter. I'm like, I'm none of those things. Right. I am a goddamn industry. That, <laughs> I, I tell people that. I'm like, I'm really trying to pave the way for something new that's not being done here. Mm-hmm. And people, they just, they're tercos, man. They don't want the change. Right. They they want their conchas and they want their damn cafe. <laughs> right. And then they want to splatter all the whole city with fucking paintings I mean, everywhere. I, I hate to bring this up in a way where it's just kind of like we talked about something new and they're not super new but they're, they're just doing something different with corridos and stuff like that and it's pinata protest. Seeing pinata protest play in San Antonio is not great. Compared to other places where I've because seen we don't we uh, unfortunately the demographic here or the fan base here lacks uh, that experience like they don't know how to treat musicians here they right. just don't you know it's yeah. it's really weird uh, we had people come from dude from Chicago Dallas uh, LA yeah Chicago is a place that loves being like, out they, of protest they, they, right they fucking came you could tell. Who was the San Antonio scene? Yeah. Who wasn't at Rockfest? Like when a pond came out and mm. some other bands were playing. Uh-huh. Like you could tell them like, is this a scene that we haven't seen in a while? And the scene that that we have now that what you're talking mm. about, yeah. that experience, there's a place called Vice Versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went there, never seen I mean I, I've seen people, but I haven't seen these people. There's a band <laughs> called Porch Dream, which is amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever those people are, I'm like, man, are they coming from out of town or whatever? Like, dude, they're singing along with the music. They're really into it. They're really appreciating the art of the music and everything. But anywhere else mainstream in terms of, like, you go to Vibes or 502, whatever. Right, right. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm well, just like, what are you doing? Like, come on. Come on. This is why. And then people get mad why people want to leave San Antonio because they're like, oh, well, we got culture here. And then they're just like, we don't want to play there because y'all are boring. Like, right. You know, hype us you up. know what? You're making you're making San Antonio sound like my hometown Fresno. <laughs> it's like Fresno is known as, as it, San Antonio's not San Antonio's not bad. It's just they I, I don't think they don't understand like 
they don't appreciate music and well, art the way most people do. Yeah, friend yeah. of the podcast, Cartoon Network, I can say that at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was just kind of like, I don't like playing San Antonio. The, the, he's like, I hate going to a, a concert and people are doing this position. He's like, yeah, I yeah. want to see people dance. I want to see people have fun. So if I have an option of where to play in Texas, San Antonio doesn't normally make the list kind of thing. Yeah. And when it comes to like, we were talking about before on air, or I'm not even sure at this point. Young Costello is from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I've seen them play here at Flamingo Cantina, mm-hmm. and it's just like the everybody was packed. It was full. It's... Everyone was everyone was having fun. And then I see their tour dates or tour dates in San Antonio, and it's like they're playing at Burleson Brewery. that's 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 where i come in that's where i come in and i'm trying to do things like the demo room at the bodega and and working with Techport and alamo beer company and bringing that different kind of crowd and so that they can feel appreciated so that we can have more acts here because i i i came out to austin and i talked to some people in the scene and like i said you you mentioned san antonio and they just kind of like scoff at you they're like oh like i've invited some bands to come down from austin to play at bodega and they're like why? Like, <laughs> right. You know, why? And it wasn't even like an Austin, San Antonio thing. It was just, they're just like, the, the music scene's not, it just sucks. It right. isn't, yeah. Um, from the outside looking in, because I have a cousin who was pretty much born and raised mm-hmm. in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And he just recently moved away mm-hmm. to join the uh, Air Force Reserves in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So he's in Colorado now. And like, I, I have him on Snapchat and when I followed him, like I followed him when he was still like living with his folks in San Antonio and it, all of his snaps were just like, yeah, look what came on the radio tonight as I was driving back home. <laughs> but, right. but now that he's in Colorado, it's like, oh, you're, you're checking out like the bars, the breweries, the music scene, like mm-hmm. you're getting out of your bubble. And right. it's, yeah. this, it's just something weird about San Antonio. San Antonio is just food and Tejano music. People ju- yeah. Which is not bad. No. It's not a bad life, bubble but... for some reason. But like, it's, it's that bubble. Weird. I, I, I'm like, and I tell, I try to tell people all the time. I have bands that I've met, and they'll be like, "Yeah, did you check out my set, man? We're so cool." And I'll tell them like, "No, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> like Jeez. you guys are not lively up there. You guys are not put together." And I think that's part of the bubble is they're not used to somebody telling them that they suck or they need to perform better or anything like that. The rock fest, for the most part, has really like shifted a lot of those bands on how they perform. Now they're like, now you got to put on a show. If you want to be at next year's rock fest, you better perform. Right, like, you right. have to. Like if if you're not gonna, like I said, you can't be this. Um, you know, oh, I just do this for fun with my friends, and we want to play on stage. Yeah. Or hey, we got like seven covers. I'm like. No, no, like that's cool. That there's a place for that. Exactly. It's just not the that not what you're trying to promote at this time. The Starlighter. Yeah. Right. So whether it was you know, and then but then, and then too, there's a lot of bands too that are very that are very cool, genuine people, they're level headed, but then there's some that have been around for a long time and then even when you want to give them an opportunity to try to mm-hmm. pull them in a way that's like, hey, like try this out if you really want to make a difference, and they're like, Well, it costs us $4,500 for us to play for you. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I understand you got to get paid. We'll pay you, but right. I'm not going to pay you $4,500. I just saw you play at the Starlighter and you had 12 people jamming out to you. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. I'm not going to pay you for it. To Dreamweaver. Yeah. To dream- <laughs> <laughs> A song that you didn't write. Right, right. <laughs> and, I say, and I say all of this with love. I just, I really want that, I really want there to be an awakening in the music scene yeah. because it's, main, it's mainly Latinos there. A lot of Latino rock bands. You sound like an angry dad. I you sound am. so disappointed. I'm disappointed I in am. all of you children. 
It's I, because it's just like everyone is just still waiting for someone that's a top 20 artist to come through. And it's just kind of like a top 20 artist is not even the same year to year. Right. Like yeah. Lana Del Rey is important this year. You won't know who she is in three years. Right. Well, I, 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 well, I, uh, well, there'll be some people who enjoyed Lana Del Rey. But I, I'm what just I'm saying, saying like, is Taylor at, Swift is not coming to San Antonio to do your punk show. Well, that, the lifespan of a music artist keeps getting shorter and shorter. Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, Kesha is playing here in three days. Does anybody care? That was not her fault. That is not her fault, to be fair. If you know all the shenanigans well, nothing, going on like there. They're saying nothing more. Nothing more is from San Antonio. You know, they're... The, the, if you look at all the bands that have left San Antonio, like mm-hmm. Upon a Burning Body and Nothing More, they dynamic musically, they have some dynamic that sets them apart. You wouldn't even think they were from here just if you experienced the music scene here mm-hmm. uh, in San Antonio. You're just like, where are you from? And then you say San Antonio and you're like, there's no fucking way. Right, 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 right. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way. There's no I way didn't hear an accordion, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, but, the, but then you do have bands like Piñata Protest where they're really shaking it up and they're really making something of it. And it's just like... How do people not appreciate that more? Why isn't this more of a mainstream thing? Like, I want to take my parents to Pinata protest concert at some point. Hey, I mean, they're even playing stuff for like at the Pearl, and they're mm-hmm. doing stuff, you know. But I feel like sometimes, like, I love them so much, but I feel like sometimes the city probably just uses them as like that cliche band. Like, oh well, they got an accordion, they do rock, and they play some chant that once in a while. Their mascots, yeah, their mascot, yeah, yeah. Right. and it's like, you know. However you make your bread, you know, I, I respect that. But it's right. like at the same time, like, don't do that to yourself. Because then you become that band that's just the mascot of, you know. I think of, when I think of, like, uh, car commercials, yeah. I think of that guy from Emilio Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. that's the guy. Like, I, I don't think of anything else. But, you know, San Antonio music scene, <clears throat> there's a lot of wonderful artists that I really want to showcase. And I'm really hoping to give them that platform. It's just, damn, I mean, they got to believe. Right. She's right. been on this podcast, but it took her about five years to kind of break through. And even now, she's just barely playing Houston and Dallas. But she did get a Lone Star Beer commercial. Uh, Strawberry Jams is one of our friends. Oh, really? Yeah. I did a song with Nina Diaz. Awesome. That's cool. You're like, I don't sing, but I feel like I should. I feel like I should start singing now that I'm in your circle so that I can be on the stage in front of thousands of people <laughs> singing a cover of Olver that you didn't approve of. That you didn't approve of. I'll, I'll write seven original songs and then just do nothing but Chente covers. No. And you well, can't stop. I mean, dude, there's, there's a, we, had a, we even got an opportunity from uh, the Boeing Center at Techport. They, they don't have local bands there. We got six local bands to play there for the first time. They got to play on a big stage. I was really, really grateful to give them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, nowhere was I like, thanks to me. You know? Right. But they they had such a great time. They really, you know, they, they really explored what they could do musically and stuff. But even at that, you know, some of these bands were like, because I was trying to, like, build a roster and stuff. And yeah, yeah. They're like, well, who have you signed? I'm all like, what the fuck? You have, two, you have two songs, and I just <laughs> because of me, you're playing in this arena. You're gonna question me, like, 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 like I'm hell. I'm trying to help you out here. Just let me we're, help you. We're very but, lucky in, in that kind of way that we've been. Sm- we're still small potatoes in a way, and everywhere that we've been, maybe it's an Austin thing. We've been very lucky that they've been very grateful to work right. with us. Right, and and just, actually, I was going to mention at the top mm-hmm. of the podcast, you're talking about like how you reach out to other people and stuff like that. That's why I have him. He reaches out to people for me because I don't he's want a great opener. Right, because <laughs> he'll go up to anybody, anywhere, anytime, and I'm like, I got this podcast, and I'm so shy, and so like that's why. He, it's a good yin and yang. I just between don't even him. say shit. No. Yeah, he comes and he just makes people laugh. JJ, 
That's his I, role. I, I will go at you full force. I'll be like, hey, man, I got this thing going on. Like, do you want right. to, you know, you want to do this with me? Right. Um, but, but as soon as I met you, you and you were talking shop, talking Legos, talking, like, once I'm there, but the introductions and new stuff, that's him, man. Not me. That's I, all I, him. I'm, I can talk to anybody. Oh, I mean, I, I have to be introduced. I'm just like, yeah, I do this thing. I'm so nervous. I'm so shy. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Don't look I, at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Even though I point a camera at my face me. twice a week, every month. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> but you know what? That's a nice little teaser for the next time you'll come around. So, Marcos, thank you for coming. And thank you for introducing us to... Chonkla Academy. There you go. Anxiety Thank you gang. so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome here anytime. It's been a wonderful show. Uh, not even on just the Chicano, Maso Menos Mexicanos podcast. You can come on our Top 5 podcast. You can come on any of the podcasts you ever want to. Hell so, yeah. thank you for coming by. JJ. Thanks, thanks for coming, brother. You're welcome. Appreciate you. I live like five and, minutes oh, down the road. But. It, well, come visit more often then, because all I have is a skeleton to keep me company. And thank you out there for listening, for watching, for supporting. For those of you who are new, welcome. For those of you who are old and have been here forever, thank you so much for supporting. As you always have, let's get us to 100,000 on TikTok for my birthday. It's the 24th of this month, so make sure or you're giving mine. Me, or his. I, I'll even take his. It's the day after, so buy Manscaped. Do it on mine; it'll really Shake like stick it to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep it at ninety nine point nine, and then do it on JJ's birthday, and I'm pissed. But Benny, side note: Sisco- L Germs' first night ha- was having a lot of fun. Um, thank you, Tina, for giving him a fucking or they. I don't know who they are. It's uh, L. It's it's masculine. We can assume masculine. Uh, sure. But I don't. You can still be in trouble. Uh, no, but but look it. We can only go with the information provided. El germs. It's masculine. We'll go ahead and address this until corrected otherwise. That said, you said recreating Eden veins is a dope ass song. So let's go ahead and outro with a dope ass song. Do it. Play it. Okay, watch well, the intro. Recreating Eden. Come on. Come on. Speed it up with the music and the jam. You better not get copyright stricken for this, I swear to God. <laughs> okay, what I love- What do I do, dude, so Uh, no, hold on, let's skip ahead. There we go. There we go. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can't dump over it, it's not necessary. Thanks for watching, everybody, we're out of here. Check out Academy, thank you so much for joining us, and we're out of here. Odio. Pretty sick as fuck.